What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 213. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, as always, joined this week by Mr. Seven himself, Mr. Rodriguez, looking confused, my my friend. I, was, I had a question. Like, So when we go and you launch the intro, right? Mm-hmm. Like, can you see like what we're doing? Like, or does it just go blank on your screen? No, no. Like, if no I were to in, take the intro shirt, shows on ours too. Okay. Yeah, don't All don't right. do that. I don't trust you'll get it back on in time. <laughs> You're probably right. I don't move like I used to. So yeah. All right, good then. In that case, I'm ready to go. Let's, let's good morning, yeah. Mister Host of Virtual Legality himself, Mister Hogue in the house. Good morning, everybody. It's Sunday. It's Bitcast time. We're excited. I'm happy to be here. Let's have fun. <laughs> that was very cut and definitive yes. in each statement there actually i was youtube cutting those clips right then live you just didn't realize it <laughs> and uh our our uh tie ridden friend is off on an adventure today which we can't speak about uh at the moment but we will share details on that someday. in the near future someday we, we we will have him share that in full but Filling his place is the BitCast regular, you know him well, host of the Backlog Chronicles, my man, Dr. Mo. Good morning, dude. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Thank you for having me on. I don't know if I can fill in Travis's, uh, um, what was the word I'm looking <laughs> You're for? You're very, like, uh, very yeah. white right now. By yeah, the way. I, I like it. It was like, it's the, it's the witching hour, folks. Yeah. Man, it's time for song. I don't know if I can fill Travis's shoes on this show, but I will definitely try. Oh, I can tell you, you're not going to get any pushback from me today. You know, so we will not be using the ridiculous things, and we get through it together. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. You just, you know, when Hogue makes a point, you counter it. I throw this up, and you just stick with it. You know what I mean? That's it. Just see how it to me. No matter how ridiculous, it's fine. The whole Travis. Def says you have a big tie to fill. I like that. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're today we're going to be talking about uh, the report on Rockstar and Grand Theft Auto 6, which made big news this week. We're going to be talking about um, the financial results of Xbox and PlayStation. We got the first, well, not first quarter. We got fiscal results from each for different quarters. Uh, we've got PSVR 2 news. We've got Knights of the Old Republic remake news, <laughs> I guess you could call it. Do we have news? <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking about Xenoblade and obviously what we're playing. So before we get to that real quick, just want to shout out that I believe on Friday night or yesterday morning, sometime we crossed 13,000 subs. Woo-hoo! Thank you. Thank you very much. The sub, uh, the sub train continues. Love to see it. Uh, appreciate all the support. And um, it's great, man. It's great to see you guys consistently showing up. So thank you so much for that. Uh, obviously, if uh, you watch this, you enjoy hanging out with us and you're not subbed, please do us a favor uh, and, and check us out. And um yeah, man, lots of uh, lots of cool content on the way. A lot of new videos uh, coming as well. Me and Mo currently are inundated with statues, so a bunch <laughs> of those things coming. <laughs> uh, but a lot of new stuff on the way too. So thank you. That's all I wanted to say on that. So why don't we go ahead and start with what we're currently playing? And Hogue, I'm going to kick it to you right away because we had a huge nice. release this week. A uh, lot of people on my timeline talking about Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Travis, funny enough, has been talking about it for three weeks under embargo as much as he could. And the week that his review's out and he can talk about it fully, he's not here. So you can fill in for Travis and you don't even have to worry about getting pushback from the Thai guy himself. I can. I can fill in for Travis. I can also mention that Travis was nice enough on the day his review came out 
actually come over on my channel and chat hey, about his review for about an hour. Um, so if you are interested in at least some of his thoughts, we didn't go into spoilers because we'll never go into spoilers until we have like a spoiler cast or something. And that'll be three years from now when I get far enough <laughs> along uh, in the story. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is excellent. Um, I uh, said when we were talking, Travis and I, that uh, it was his neuroses that really popped out of that article, which is fine. Uh, but because he's a good writer and a talented reviewer, you can tell when something he says is going to matter to you and when it's not going to matter to you. And as a big time fan of JRPGs, uh, everything Travis said pretty much didn't bother me one bit. Um, and so I've played for about a dozen hours, um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and uh, it is great. Uh, it is great. It is um, a little bit handholdy in so far as uh, when you start out this game, you will think it has the world's simplest battle system ever uh, because this game really holds back on not just like grayed out options, but like the menu is not at all uh, what it will be in the next hour and the next hour and the next hour. And so, you know, I'm 12 or 13 hours in. I just got another like now you have this menu option and here's another system and here's this menu uh, option and here's another system. So as in far as that goes, I'm playing on hard. It's actually a little bit harder than I think it will ultimately be when you can actually have flexibility to do various things. Uh, because right now playing in hard in the early hours of Xenoblade is effectively slamming your head against the wall and trying to figure out how to get past things. Uh, I have died <laughs> more often than I have in prior games, which wow. is fun to me. I like to figure out uh, what I'm doing. Uh, and then the plot line is uh, wild. The, the plot line is, uh, is very odd in terms of the world that is set up, um, which I, you know, in the first half hour, you find out uh, everybody is effectively child soldiers that only have 10 years to live and that they only live to fight and that there appears to be more going on behind the scenes. Uh, wow. And we'll leave it at that. Um, but it is... Uh, a wonderful game. It gives you everything that you want uh, in terms of vistas. The Travis undersold the music. The music is rad. Mm. Um, has a lot of adventuresome songs and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to get you invested in in the environment. I will say, if you didn't like Xenoblade Chronicles before now, uh, this is eighty percent <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles as you know it. So it's not going to change minds, I don't think. Uh, but it does have some quality of life upgrades, and it does have more robust. Uh, fighting concepts. It has a job system um, where you're exchanging classes and cross-class building and min-maxing on that kind of score. It doesn't have equipment, so that's you know that takes away. You give it, you take it away in terms of what you're doing with respect to building up your your people. But overall, if you like Xenoblade Chronicles, this one is not going to let you down. I, I don't know where the story goes. Uh, but in terms of how it feels to play, how it looks, how it presents the options in battle, ultimately, after you get past a little bit, uh, certainly chapter one, um, does feel like the, the culmination of what the series is um, and can be. So it, it does feel like the best. Obviously, a JRPG is very dependent on what it does with its story. Um, and I, I have at least a few concerns at the top, um, but we'll see exactly what what they wind up doing with the things I'm concerned about. And th those concerns aren't like uh, systemic. They're more like, how goofy are we planning to go? <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear you right that you said there's no equipment? You don't equip armor or weapons or anything on your characters? Yeah, well, so no equipment is probably a little strong for what I have ultimately been given <laughs> like in hour 13. Uh, <laughs> but... 
certainly for the first 10 hours that you play, there's virtually nothing to equip on wow. your characters. And uh, even what I have, it looks like they have gotten rid of the concept of armor and okay. weaponry and that kind of thing. It's reduced to uh, an accessory slot, uh, like like one one accessory slot, and then promises that there will be more accessory slots uh, when you go up in level. Um, so I, I think the, the next accessory slot is level 20. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm like 13 hours in and I'm level 15, give or take. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's never going to be too terribly crunchy on that side of things. Uh, I it, don't believe it was. So, yeah, it sounds, you know, as crazy as it sounds with 13 hours of play, it sounds like you're just scratching the surface, which Travis made yeah, very clear to us. Too. Yeah. I'm in chapter two out of whatever. I think Travis says it goes to 15 or something like that. But um, <laughs> um, I'm in chapter wow. two. It, it is possible, like any Xenoblade game, to um, to wander uh, more or less. Sure. Uh, you know, you can run past things in a Xenoblade game if you're so inclined. Sometimes you just say, I, I just want to hit the next story beat. Um, for people that don't like cutscenes, these are, these are Hideo Kojima-esque in terms <laughs> of length. Um, they have a lot of great choreography, a lot of fun, but you're watching, you know, a, a 10 or 15 minute anime episode every once in a while. Um, so Ains is out, but, uh, that's a lot of fun for those of us that like yeah. those kinds of things. And, uh, it is, it's very melodramatic, right? So it's hitting sure. to me the beats of, um, you know, the, the, the glory days of Final Fantasy, not, okay. not the devil may cry days. Um, and it, <laughs> it does feel like, it feels like those older, older games. In fact, this is going to really bug some people. I almost tweeted this out and decided not to. It uh, it has a lot of Final Fantasy thirteen DNA in terms of its plot structure and and what uh, what the early impetus is. So if if you hated Final Fantasy thirteen because of the story it told, you might be in a little bit of trouble. If you hated it for other reasons, uh, those aren't shared. It's not the same kind of game. Uh, but uh, as somebody that has played a lot of Final Fantasy, it's like oh. It's like a 13-15 mashup uh, is what they is what they built here. Uh so that's that's interesting. It was uh yeah, so in terms of length it was quite funny actually cuz Travis had been telling us like the game never ends. Like it just keeps going. Uh I ACG, you know, very popular reviewer obviously came out. He said he put 70 or 90 hours into it and he did an impressions video. <laughs> And I'm like, good lord, this game is massive. But uh, sounds like a lot of people are enjoying it. This is a perfect example of something I tweeted out or shared on Twitter the other day, which is uh, this game is not for me. I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not going to yeah. trash the game. But everything that you have said, top to bottom, and that Travis has talked to us about, doesn't resonate with me personally, which is fine. Um, that's great. I, I'm, it's great that people are enjoying it. It got reviewed very well um high scores it's got really nice world building it clearly has some setup stuff and more than most jrpgs it has a cast that seems to be human beings and yeah. that you're interested in knowing more about and and watching them grow they do not start out as friendship care bears uh okay. and that's nice to that's nice to see because there's a lot of friction in the party and you're working through some of those things in the context of the world building and then the plot and like that's that's good layered storytelling, uh, the kind that we don't always see in, in these types of games. Like I love Tales to Death. Tales is really superficial. 
<laughs> mm. right? The Tales series, even Tales of Arise, which is maybe a little less superficial than some of their others, uh, is, is just very much, you get what you pay for, here it is. And this one is a little bit better at like, no, uh, we, we certain aspects of the team hate each other and we're working through, um, we're working through a major life event. We'll say mm. that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there you go. So, uh, Mo, I, I assume you probably bought three copies of this, but aren't going to play it, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did get the. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I, that, that collector's edition. Uh huh. Everybody, uh-huh. everybody was going nuts for it. Remember, you and I were kind of like talking about it, and I'm like, Nah, no, I'm not. It's stupid. What do I want it for? <laughs> what was you in know, the collector's like, It's gonna be hard to get. It's gonna be hard to get. Nintendo's Nintendo. Well, I'm Nintendo like, right. did a Nintendo thing where they only sold it at certain times on their site. The site crashed yeah. naturally, yeah. so it became okay. very hard to get. Uh, it yeah. is. Remind me what's in it. Uh, it has well, a steel book. That's all I care about. <laughs> I think it's a very traditional hogue, like steelbook, art book, you know. Yeah, like, that's it. Steelbook, yeah. art book, and obviously game. All right. Not, not, I don't, not Thor's hammer or uh, oh, no, no, whatever. No, no, okay. Nothing no, extravagant got, like that. No, oh, we no. have that coming too. <laughs> oh, Mo, yeah. Mo is my, if you didn't know, hogue, Mo is my, uh, we're the two degenerates that pretty much buy every collectible there is. So. Cheers. Um, you got the Halo <laughs> mug. I think I see an Elden Ring poster back there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's uh, the one right next to it is... Um, is um horolu he did oh yeah i don't mess around man one of the late bosses in well hey no i will represent for jrpgs then if that's uh if that's the way yeah constituted itself but this is a good one so if you (laughs) like the genre at all it's a good one and this is probably i said to my wife uh as i as i declared xenoblade day and and you know took off early on friday um (laughs) i um uh this is this is probably my biggest release day of the year just how things are shaking out Okay. Like this is this is what I'm most likely to be excited about and enjoy out of anything. Okay. That's over awesome. God of, over God of War. Assuming oh, yeah. it releases, Easily. I'll give you. Uh, Easily over God of War. And this is not oh, me wow. slamming anything. Yeah, yeah. That's just your, it's your cup of tea, man. Easily yeah. over God of War. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a cup you of should tea. really stop slamming stuff, though. Hope. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Not... It's like, I'm going to buy God of War. I'm going to enjoy God, God of War. I'm a little stop worried. talking it's shit, Hope. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Hope hates everything. I don't know if you heard that, everyone, but he hates everything. Sure. <laughs> I just don't as easily throw my love at something as some of you. <laughs> no, that's good though, man. That, love is earned, it, not expected. It's variety. It's I would love for God of War Ragnarok to 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 be awesome, and and I yeah. love every minute of it. I will buy it. I will play it. Uh, this was the one I was more excited about, and it has delivered cool. so far. Yeah, good. definitely, man. That's good. That's awesome. I heard it. Um, the only only comment I want to make is uh, regarding that. I heard the uh, the performance is pretty bad. Um, so I I had heard that Travis had complained about it a little bit. I will say, at least for my setup, um, you know, distance from TV, size of TV, whatever, I, it seems to perform better, I would argue, than Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there might be areas, right? Like, I'm in Chapter 2. I've been through three or four areas. There might be areas that have, who knows, flickering lightning sure. bugs and giant waterfalls. Like, I, I don't think they were constrained by the hardware in terms of what they decided to put in there. So there could be one that just falls apart. Uh, as as of right now, uh, I have no issues with the performance. But they definitely were more ambitious. It's a six person team, so just it's just mm. anime characters yelling out their attacks, uh, you know, all <laughs> constantly. Yeah. Um, Travis and I joked in the in the private chat uh, where there's they give call outs at the end of a fight between the 
between the team members. Uh, and I think there's like, I don't know, two per person. So, 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 you know, 13 hours in, you're already like, oh, uh, Lance would like that battle to be a bit meatier. And uh, yeah, I think I've probably heard it 40 times. Oh boy. Uh, you're not you, done either. you know, we, we, as much as we joked about Aloy and Forbidden West's problem with that, it's like, don't, don't, you have to imagine developers who, who are coding this play their own game. And how are they not playing it and realizing, hey, our character has said that 384 I bet times? It gets that might be a because, bit much. Because Chronicles 2 has a call, turn off those statements. Mm-hmm. So. I don't. It's not in Chronicles three right now, but it wouldn't surprise Ooh, me. To I'm sure that'll be just ran out of money. It's like, listen, we can only pay you to say this one thing. <laughs> so this is, this is all we can afford. It's funny because you know, Dino Blade is British people because of a whole host of things when it got originally brought over from Japan. So the Dino Blade Chronicles series has become basically only British. Uh, and then there's like one of the characters is given an American accent. It's like the weirdest thing. Because mm-hmm. everybody is talking either really posh British or like, you know, thanks, governor type, type British. Yeah. Uh, and, and then there's like this one lady talking American and like you just get used to hearing the British is like, oh, that sounds really weird. This must be what it's like for them. Uh, <laughs> uh, that lady sounds like she doesn't know how to speak. <laughs> it and is. Then you realize, uh, like, why does she sound that weird? Oh, that's an American accent. Damn. When I uh, when I visit my family in England, they actually you know how uh, we're very fascinated typically by accents and like, you know, we hear an English person say some slang. We're like, oh, that's funny. Well, yeah, I go over there and I say something and they ask me to keep saying it and repeat it because they find it hilarious. Yeah. So same thing. Same. thing. I don't doubt it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, regarding uh, the performance, at least uh, Walt is saying he hasn't uh, he hasn't noticed any uh, anything bad either. So that's good. That's he's very good. smooth. It's yeah. very smooth off that's the top. Good. I mean, it's. I'm 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 never going to be as sensitive as some to it. It is always for the last two iterations, at least sure. in the definitive edition, used what I would call aggressive resolution dynamism. Mm-hmm. Um, so it holds that smoothness at the expense of like your screen dissolving into dust. <laughs> um, it hasn't. I haven't noted that in my playthrough, so it didn't. It hasn't affected my enjoyment. But it wouldn't surprise me if you went back and said, "Oh." During this fight against this dinosaur, do you see how it's it's just like voxel dots? Right. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, I would believe it, but it, I, it has not impacted me at all. Mm. That's good. Cool. Um, all right, guys. Uh, so that's Xenoblade. Uh, I want to touch real quick on uh, an old game you might have heard of called PUBG. That's all. Uh, I've played a lot of that this week. Um, so okay. if you weren't aware, PUBG had an update last weekend or last week. Uh, that at, finally updated the game for Series X, S, and PS5. So it's 4K60 now, uh, locked. And it uh, they added a new map named Destin, which is, uh, in my opinion, um, an incredible map. Might be the best one. It's one of the huge, huge maps, 8 kilometers by 8 kilometers. So it feels like the original PUBG map where you're in this huge open world, basically. So it's like a looter shooter in a huge open world. And just been playing a lot of it. And it's uh, it's such a vast improvement over what that experience was like. Even a, a year or two ago, never mind at launch, we won't even touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's just so much fun. And it's still, in my opinion, such a unique experience. It's so different from Apex or Fortnite or anything. So if uh, it's just got this, it gives you this feeling that you don't get out of other Battle Royale games, which is a little more serious, a little more weighted. Uh, a little more kind of uh, movements and uh, tactics matter a little more, you know. Um, so if you enjoy that type of thing and you haven't checked out either PUBG ever 
or uh, you played it a few years ago and it was terrible at the time, even though I still loved it. It, it played really poorly. It's a vast improvement nowadays. Uh, I would uh, encourage you to check it out. So, and uh, there's still a lot of people playing a lot. Yeah, shockingly. Um, no problems finding matches. So it has crossplay on or off. Uh, I will tell you on console, unlike, say, Halo, where um, it's got full crossplay and people on controllers generally are better than keyboard and mouse in Halo. Um, in PUBG, there's a distinct advantage for <laughs> high-level PC players uh, just because of how precise and, you know, like a keyboard, a mouse gives you way better uh, precision. So uh, with crossplay on, you will run into a lot of high-level, very good players. Um, if you turn it off, matchmaking takes a little longer. You know, it may take a minute or two to get into a, a match. Um, and they do, if you're not playing ranked, they have unranked and ranked. Unranked does fill with bots, just like Fortnite. Uh, I know some other games do that as well. Um, but generally speaking, yeah, uh, no problem finding a match. The matches are full. Um, really good time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That is awesome. So, um, yeah, it's cool, man. I, lo I love PUBG, so it's nice to be back on. Yeah. yeah, you and Pampa have been trying to get me to. You know, <laughs> I, 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 PUBG, I look at it like... Uh, like i look at destiny obviously they're completely different games but i'm saying like i feel like i'm so far behind <laughs> that if i jump in now i will have like a, about at least like a six month six months <laughs> worth worth of just crap to learn yeah <laughs> you know where to go what to do i'm like uh no the only nice thing about me. <laughs> like De destiny and and i I jumped in randomly to Warframe this weekend, which I had Ooh. fun with for the couple hours I played it, but um, have no idea what's going on. Zero. I mean, I don't have a clue. Um, yeah. And I think they're pretty similar because there's so much world building in Warframe and Destiny that has occurred over years that it's sure. it's tough. Uh, PUBG, it's mechanics, right? It'll yeah. take you a while to yeah. learn the guns, the ammo types, uh, ranges. There's bullet drop. There's you, There's zero aim assist or magnetism so you have to be very precise it's just it's a different type of game but once you yeah. do get into it, it it's an experience that honestly uh, especially on console i don't think it's really matched i know people on pc play uh tarkov a lot and kind of compare those but um yeah on console PUBG is pretty unique so i think they're gonna have a uh, that type of mode in the new modern warfare that's at least what's uh what's being said there's going to uh, be an escape from Tarkov uh, type of mode in, in Warzone 2. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, going to be because I, I don't know. It's a little bit off topic. Warzone is going to be like its own multiple, like its own suite. And then yep. I think this one is going to be included in the multiplayer suite with the game if you buy it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Even though like they, they merge them, you know, in the same yeah. in the same menu when you launch the game, you know, Warzone is merged there, but still Warzone is going to be free. Yeah. But I don't know if this one is going to be free. I think this one might be included in the in the actual multiplayer uh, offering with the game gotcha. itself if you purchase it. So I've never played Escape from Tarkov. I think that concept is awesome, and I would love to, I would love to try it out. You know, something that's at least more tailored for consoles. You know, so yeah, yeah. 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 Well, cool. Um, what have you been playing, Mo? Anything uh, you want to call out? Other I haven't been playing much. I haven't <laughs> been playing much, man. I'll just tell everybody what if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know my current fascination with the Steam Deck and its uh and its emulation. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been balls deep into the the emulation <laughs> aspect of the Steam Deck. You know, the machine itself it runs great, right? Like for what it does, you know, for the games and whatnot. You know, 
you download uh, deck verified games or games that are playable, it's going to run them great. It does a very good job of optimizing, like uh, auto optimization as well, depending on the Proton that you uh, that you download. But um, uh, the the emulation is fantastic, man. It's a very very deep. I want to thank you know who I got to thank for that, Bobby Pashalitas. He's the one that just kind of like planted that before I even received it. He's like, hey man, the emulation on this thing is awesome. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I got GameCube games running, man. I got Metroid Prime in my hands. I'm playing, you know, I'm playing Wind Waker. I'm playing Beautiful Joe, and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm saying things in my head to Nintendo that I would rather not say on this show live right now. You know, in my head, just because of of the ways that they've deprived us of these experiences that we've been asking. Right? I mean, it's fantastic. Xbox, that is still. Uh, a work in progress there's some games that work and some games that don't but some games are working fantastic the ps3 emulator is excellent um mm. those guys yeah, they did a better job of emulating ps3 games it seems like than sony did for their own uh for their own <laughs> games unfortunately yeah you know so um those are great everything you know and then obviously the retro stuff but i've just been fascinated with it I, so that's kind of like and then if i if i'm not playing doing that when i'm not doing that I played some Stray. Uh, I played. A, I'm a. I'm a couple hours into it. I know the game is not very long either, but I like it. It's cool, man. You know, it's got a. It's got a nice vibe. It's. Um. I know, Dan. You just said there's really not much to it, and there isn't. You know, I mean, but I think the whole concept is just a sentient being. You know, which is a cat. I don't want to. It's not. It's not a spoiler, but it's just the cat really is the only thing that's alive. If you really think about it, right? That's the only sentient thing in the game from when you from when you're outside until you get to the main area of the game that you take control of and i think the whole concept of you know sheltering from humanity and and, and whatever like i mean there is a layer to this story that's 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 really it's it's nice you know i mean it's a it's a cute story obviously the gameplay itself is not very deep i mean you're not playing uh <laughs> you're not playing mortal Kombat <laughs> or street fighter here you know i mean there's only jump meow <laughs> you know a scratch uh, but uh it, it all comes together cohesively you know i mean and if you want a laid-back game i think it's I, I i honestly think it's pretty cool um what else that's it, it definitely, uh, definitely Halo. runs well you know? it does run well yeah, yeah. it does run well it's optimized very well um and then <laughs> yeah and then there's uh halo all roads always lead to Halo, and yeah. I don't know what else to play. So I'm always go yep, back to yep. Infinite. But yeah, that's that's um, about it for me, man. And Real Radek asked about uh, multiverses too. So multiverses oh, yes. made big waves this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they get hit like hundred and forty thousand concurrent or something, or, or players on Steam. Um, so a lot of people checking it out. It, it seems to be. I only have twenty minutes in it, maybe, so I can't speak too well on it. But I. It seems to be a lot of people saying that, uh, you know, it's the first game that really feels uh, very smooth and balanced and fun uh, in the kind of Smash Brothers vein, you know, where other other titles, <clears throat> Nickelodeon, have attempted uh, to do that and not done so well. Gosh. I popped in. I think everybody popped in. That's one of those things where I want to follow the stats. You know, free-to-play game with a with a weird premise or, or at least something that's that's interesting mm-hmm. to people. I think a lot of people want to pop in. Uh, so I checked it out. I played five games, maybe. Um, I think that it could work. It feels unfinished. I know it's beta, uh, but I thought it would feel more finished because I figured it was a Fortnite type beta. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, um, four-year beta. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, beta meaning we, we don't apologize for bugs, but otherwise, this is our product. Please pay us. Yeah. Um, that kind of beta, and uh, you know, I think it's fine. I, I think it uh, it lacks some of the I don't know punchiness of of a Super Smash Brothers. Uh, musically, it's super weird. Like the title screen is like really really chill, um, and like that just jumps out at you as I, this is not. You think of Super Smash Brothers, you think of that damn theme song that if I hummed right now would be in our heads for the rest of the day, um, you know, and you know, might have just done it just by mentioning it. Um, and and this is this is kind of different than that. I think the monetization seems pretty uh, pushy. It is a free to play game. It's not a purchase game. So you have to take that into account. But um Funny yeah. enough, Hogue, on that point, it's doing a rotation like MOBAs do. So like MOBAs, league. if you're yeah. familiar, like Smite or League, where every week they're going to allow free players to use a few different characters. That's what. But this is where, it, like I say, unfinished. It's like their UI doesn't do a great job of distinguishing like who you own and who's on your rotation mm. um, at all. Uh, and so, like, and then you can't buy. It didn't look to me like you can. You can't buy the characters that are currently on your rotation. Because where the button is doesn't exist in the current UI. I could be wrong on all these things. Uh, but when I went to like, I go, this is what I do, right? I, I say I jumped in. The very first thing I did is go through all of your menus and see exactly how you framed out your economy and things. Because that's me. I'm, you know, economics degree, folks. Uh, and so I, I go through all that. Uh, and then it's like, all right, teach me the tutorial. All right, you've got these dailies. All right, I see how this works. This is, you're, you're intending to go through this. You've got stuff that is, cash money only but you don't separate out that market i think Fortnite does such a great job of kind of having the battle pass over there and then the store is over here and and yeah. instead this one feels a little bit worse because it's like well do you want to look at all different than that one's just whatever it is I don't, the, the rainbow rocks um and uh and yeah and then their main mode their main mode is 2v2 which is great i mean that's really interesting as kind of a main mode to have uh mm -hmm. but one of the things it does do to the art is and again, this is useful for gameplay, is it colors you all red and blue. Um, and that does take away from some of the zaniness of that's, you know, that's an outline, very yeah. stark and that's Bugs Bunny or whatever. It's like, well, you're, you're red and blue blobs. You don't have <laughs> a lot, some of that artistic stuff. Um, so, you know, there are things that I, I wouldn't do with it. I also am not, I'm just not impressed by WB's stable of intellectual property um so they i have, you know i really don't care like about that adventure time thing versus lebron james it's like whatever man this feels like the discount rack at the blockbuster <laughs> they so, own so much stuff though couldn't they just bring anything like they can they're bringing no. game of thrones they're bringing mortal Kombat. they're bringing uh i don't know what else brand they own a ton of stuff but like, and it depends on what their contract said right because you could i mean like who owns Neo? What does that contract look like between the studio and the parties? Who owns the derivative? Uh, rights? I'm going to go lawyer here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, the obvious ones are you, you drag in Neo, uh, you drag in some, you know, uh, the Joker, some Batman villains. Uh, you know, you, you do some of that kind of stuff. Those are a little bit more expected. I get more excited. I, and I got more excited in Smash Brothers about the people that aren't obvious fits. Like, I love Minecraft, dude. Like, that guy was hard to figure out. How do you fight Smash <laughs> Brothers with Minecraft guy? And so the ones that are more like that, I love... Um, Steve, uh, I, by the Velma. way. Velma, like, collects evidence from you. <laughs> like, as you fight in, in multiverses, I was like, there. I need that, that, more of that. <laughs> uh, I want some weirdness in there. Um, so, I, 
to me, it's it's a it's a curiosity, and I'll we'll see if it if it lasts longer than that. But I don't I don't know that it will. All right. Yeah, I had there, the, there I goes ho hating everything again. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To tell you. I thought it was just Travis Van <laughs> Damme. <Ho. laughs> it's I don't hate it. I really don't. I I went in. I downloaded it. It'll stay on my system for a month yeah. or whatever. Uh, we we'll see what we do with it. I didn't hate it. It's not like yeah, no, I know, I know. Oh no, you know really I'm no good. Yeah. Yeah. Like it seems to be really smooth <laughs> playing it online, which is like number one goal. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, well, you know yeah. they they have they own Free Willy. It looks like over here. Um, and <laughs> You're also bring Free Willy in. Hey, yeah, have yeah. a whale. This sisterhood of the traveling pants. You could like fight against pants. <laughs> I mean, sisterhood of the limitless. Limitless. i have heard of that <laughs> like yeah if you're really into it you're gonna be broke as hell as soon as they start bringing oh it. yeah look at real radic over here he said ted lasso was in the leaks for multiverses yes i would i, would I did hear that. that that's right yeah and maybe uh, roy kent you know and mm -hmm. but, you know, i'm a big ted lasso guy so I, again it's like i don't know you, you know how we have like triple a celebrities and we have triple a mm -hmm. ip or whatever it just feels like yeah it's it whatever we can go find from the vault Ed Lasso, <laughs> really? yeah okay. but but the thing is is this is gonna be but right now in terms of competition to smash this is really the best that there is right look man ains will tell you i was really excited for nickelodeon all-star brawl Okay, he, he owes me a one. refund, by the way. I, I, I owe oh, him wait, a no. video game, actually. I owe him a game because I convinced <laughs> him and I think a couple other people to buy it first. I don't know, you know, but and mechanically, it wasn't bad, Ains. It was just the game was just dead. Like, I mean, yeah. there wasn't a lot of characters. There wasn't a lot of modes. The online, too, the, you know, they kept talking about the rollback net code, which was a complete piece of shit. I launch, I'm sorry, you know, but <laughs> um, that was pretty bad. You That's know, the so Oh, that was yeah. That that that's that, and they they have apparently fixed it since then. But if you lose your audience in the beginning, you're kind of screwed, you know. And um, that's what. Uh, but this game, I played the alpha, and uh, I played it with you know Jordan, a few other guys, and it was pretty fun, man. It was uh, it, you know it it's mechanically it's very sound. It is fun. There's there's different strat. You know, it's it's strategic as well, depending on you know some of the different um uh, characters that you that you pick. Like some of them are. There's some support characters too, you know. Like, I don't know what the hell they're. I don't know what it's called. It's like this big dog with like a heart on its on its head. That I have no rain dog. That's what it is. Yeah. So that's one of the support characters. So if you jump off the map, uh, and you're trying to kill somebody, you know, if you're if you're trying to knock your enemy off, that rain dog will actually reel you back into the map. You know, like I mean, it'll be able to keep you hovering out, uh, off the map while you do the fighting, and then reel you in. Yeah, the rain dog. Uh, no, I'm impressed by the rain dog. But you know what the rain dog is that none of the other things are? It's not a WB character. <laughs> it's an original character for this game. Look, okay. nothing will ever do more of that. I, I think we've I think we've all come to the realization that nothing will ever touch Smash in that category. It's never going to happen. That's why there are Smash like they're called Smash like games, you know. But I think having something at least new that's fundamentally sound. <clears throat> You know, so it's like it. it's like Souls yeah. likes. Yeah, well, I Souls downloaded like. it. Yeah. I checked Souls it out. Like, yeah. I said yeah. that seems competent, and I might <laughs> not ever start. think about it ever again. Yeah, probably, you probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> you probably uh, won't. I want to do a quick shout out real quick because I think it's deserving. So, uh, my bro Keith Garlington here. If you don't know him, he is a movie reviewer. Keith in the movies nice. he has his own mm -hmm. site. 
Uh, I met him at E3, at big Xbox dude, um, super nice guy. He just got accepted to be an official critic on Rotten Tomatoes this week. So big oh, awesome. shout out to him. I know he's been working towards that for a while. But if you like uh, movies, which I think almost all of us do, uh, and you uh, appreciate kind of perspectives on them, non-spoilers, all that, check his reviews out. It's very well written. Nice. Yeah, I found out about Keith from you. So props to yeah. you, man. Congrats. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. It's not easy to get on those meta sites, mm -hmm. man. It's, it's tough. So, all right. Sure to buy some stuff fresh. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Dan, anything? Fresh stuff first, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have to make fresh stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I really haven't been playing a whole lot. I just jumped back into Hitman 3, and that is pretty much it. So, yeah, <laughs> literally, the Ambrose Island came out. I finished every single challenge, every single assassination, every single feat. Every single thing. Is that there's some can. new Hitman Three something. It's a it's a new area basically. New map? new map. New map. It's really it's nice. Yeah, they, they keep adding yeah. stuff to that game. It's gonna be impressive, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because I kind of took a little break and then I came back. I checked out the. They have like an elusive target arcade. Uh, I was a little skeptical on that, but it's actually not bad. But it's just kind of rehashing uh, all the elusive targets. They kind of put them in groups of three. Once you finish all three of them. Uh, you get like a special weapon or costume or whatever it is, depending on which three that you're doing. Um, but the new map is actually really, really good. Uh, it's really long as far as like trying to accomplish that mission. Like I looked at, you know, I, I try to stay away from any kind of hints or anything. And I take like hours usually when something like this drops and I'll just go in, check everything out. Uh, find out where all the items are that I might need, uh, open up the map and see, you know, basically just do a recon uh, for about a couple hours. And I was doing all right, but most of these assassinations uh, were redacted. A lot of times they have them where it's like hidden trophies. You don't actually okay. know what they are. You know, it's, it has a title and that's basically all you have. So finding out, you know, and they have a little picture, so you kind of have to base it on whatever that picture is. I was doing all right. And then I got to, there's one called a pirate's life for me. <laughs> and it just showed, a, it showed him standing on a beach in a Buccaneers outfit. And I was like, okay, well, it has something to do with his outfit. That's all I knew. And it took me probably three or four hours just trying to figure out what was going on. Like, I'm, I'm not, this isn't really spoiler territory. This will help you out. You, you basically have to light braziers like like fire like four different ones around the map it doesn't tell you anything about it i didn't even know i could light them until i actually <laughs> walked up razors. to one with a torch yeah i, really, <laughs> I, really really yeah. I had a completely really different yeah. notion of what this quest was dan no no yeah i'm oh, sorry braziers yeah <laughs> braziers yeah braziers sorry there's just women on fire running around <laughs> the map like dan what are we doing Maybe it's the parts that that's the best thing. part of the new map yeah <laughs> <laughs> women on fire uh that sounded weird anyway <laughs> so you like the braziers and uh then you have to go to like this little cove and dig out a uh a sword and you have to use that basically dressed as a buccaneer to kill the targets like i had i had, had no idea i accidentally lit one so i lit a bunch of other ones i knew there was a spot where i could dig something up but it wouldn't let me dig anything up like you walk over it and the your your controller vibrates i'm just like why can't i dig something here this yeah. is crazy so it, it just took me a long 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 time but once you figure out i think my best run is like eight minutes 
I have then looked at the leaderboards shortly after that. There was somebody that did this run in like 58 seconds. Sure. And I'm just like, I don't understand like <laughs> how. And so I went and watched it. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like you have to be so they like they start running, they grab something, they throw it up in the air, they shoot it while it's in the air, then they snipe like two other things, they and don't even look to see if they hit it. Then they start running the, mm-hmm. the complete opposite direction, I guess, hoping that everybody's dead. That they, you know, it's insane, it's insane to me. I will never be that good ever, but um, it, it's really enjoyable. I wish they did a little bit more, uh, as far as I, I wish they would put one of these out like every three months, you know, but I know it's probably a lot to ask. So, but in, in another thing with my OCD is that it, it fits somewhere in the Hitman three narrative, but it doesn't like it, they, they don't put it in like the middle of the story. Right. Like, because the characters that are there with you, helping you, you know, it, they're different than what, you know, towards the end of the game is. And I'm just like, okay, so where do I play this at? Do I play it here or maybe in between Hitman two and three? I don't know. So it, it's 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 one of those things where I'm just like, Ugh. they have it at the very end, which doesn't make any sense chronologically, but uh, it's fine. It's it's nice. I got everything unlocked. I'm super happy about it. But now, now I'm stuck. I don't now think I have ever unlocked everything on any of the areas in a Hitman game. Yeah, the only no, it's, me neither. Ever. I have, I have mastery <laughs> level twenty in every single level except for. Uh, there's the last one of the first Hitman game, Hakito or whatever it is, and I, I can't do it. It's just it's too much. So uh, I've tried. I, I'm pretty close. I'm probably like at 17 out of 20, but everything else, I'm I'm good. I've got basically everything unlocked that I can, not including the the new stuff and the the contracts and all the other escalations and stuff. I still I'm, that's what I'm working on now. I figured out what the hell. I'll just go back because I got I, nothing else I, really going on. I was gonna say I, I need to find a game, any game, that I can love as much as Dan loves Hitman. Like I love I, I, I the fact that you could even talk that long about a single free edition of the game, for, yeah, is shocking to me. Like I don't, I, I need can to find much much longer. I guess I did that with Elden Ring. I'll give you that. Uh, yeah. But other than that, it's tough to find a game that I will go back to. Hell, even Elden Ring as much as man. If they added a, a free Ring. island for you to explore on Elden Ring, I would expect you to go for at least an oh, hour. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Whenever that expansion comes for Elden Ring, yes. I'll, yeah. I'll no, I mean, if you like Hitman, it, they, it is a very robust offering. It is from the start, <laughs> and with extra mm-hmm. stuff. The, the, the brilliance of their model is it's almost like a board game in terms of modules is that they add one of these areas and then they can do sure. contracts and escalations and all this stuff that is still a good new experience and is a lot of fun. I, I enjoy Hitman a lot. I've just never gotten to that level of like you really have to know those maps in order to do what like Dan is talking about at all. You really um, do. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, that's a whole nother level. I played a little bit of the new Outriders. They patched it, so we, we kind of went off on that. You know, they did patch it. They they fixed a lot of stuff. They didn't fix the difficulty. The loot is better for Outriders. I'm not starting slightly. on that again. Just slightly. <laughs> I'm just saying. Travis is you have, it won't take long. You have Stockholm <laughs> syndrome with that game, bro. <laughs> yeah. it, it, listen, I now I'm at the point with that where I just kind of jump on with my son and you uh, know play and and. That's that's about as much as I can handle. Outriders is fun. Yeah. You know what's more fun? fun? Playing cards on high aisle. <laughs> I can't imagine that's true. I did but. send you a picture. I was I did 
reinstall ESO this week, and I did play for maybe 90 minutes or so, wandered around, got a bunch of missions, figured out what the heck I was doing again. So I, I have it there, ready to go. So I played probably another 10 games of, tri of uh, tribute this week. So, yeah, I, I my my daughters make fun of me because they actually like watching ESO. Uh, and they say, you know, we got Haunted Mansion to go over there or we have like a murder to, to figure out over there. And oh, there's a cave that's like really interesting over here. I'm like, yes, absolutely. We just have a couple more games of cards to do um, <laughs> today. And they're like, oh, dad. And then the, the latest game of cards gave me a secret clue to a card upgrade somewhere on high aisle Ooh. and i said well we're, we're gonna have to do this ladies he's like it's a card dad and i'm like i am 100 yeah, with you i would be the same way like i gotta go get that card but it's a poem and it's just like go find this card and i'm like we have to do it it's gonna take me forever because the poem is like not helpful at all <clears throat> um so yeah no I, I i have been enjoying elder scrolls online so much this is the nice part of 2022 right which is like we aren't inundated with things and yeah. so it's like wow yeah so really really came into its own for, for what i'm looking for for one of these uh so that was that was a nice discovery for me and similar to what I was saying about pub, if you haven't played ESO in a while, like I hadn't, it is a far improved experience from what it was even a short while ago. And it's the one thing I really love when developers do is on console, give me the same options like on PC of customization. So you can run frame rate or resolution as you would expect, but you can do all sorts of things like your field of view. You can change UI sizes. You can completely tailor your screen to you. And I love and that. It's smooth as butter on that. Very smooth. Very smooth. Yeah. Nice. I'm just glad, you know, it seems like everybody's found something to kind of bide their time between these bigger releases. You yeah. Know? Like, like, and, that, and that's, I've never really had a game like Hitman or like ESO card game. What is it called? Tribute or Tribune uh, or whatever. Yes, it's Tales of Tribute. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I I'm mean, coming up on the 100, uh, the 100 ranked matches Lord. achievement. So, my gosh. Wow. Oh, so I can, great, I, though, I can school some fools at tribute now. <laughs> Think of how much uh, money people are saving. That's the best. Gas <laughs> is high. Inflation's out of control. You got to make no. these things, you know, last. You know, so shout out to these these devs that just keep adding content to these live service yeah. games. Yeah, you know, Big you're doing dumb. a great job. Well, as Ains found out, they do charge you if you'd like to play tribute. You got to buy their high aisle. I did uh, get the I got the the yeah. flyer wherever I was on the wall uh, saying come play a card game and it really is kind of uh, insidious right so I was I was commenting on Elder Scrolls being a little bit more fair than um, Destiny I think we were talking about uh, and Ain sends up a picture of like this quest line that's like come to Gonfalon Bay uh, and check out Tribute you're gonna love it and I say I was like oh Ains you bought High Isle and he's like no that's the ad. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that's kind of mean. <laughs> As we have this sweet card game that Hogue keeps talking about. Come to Gonfalon Bay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Gonfalon Bay doesn't exist to you. That'll be $40, sir. Yeah. Oh, well, and uh, the funny thing is I only knew what it was because of you. Like if I just had encountered that on my own, I would have been like, what, what are you talking about? You know? So What's a Gonfalon? <laughs> you know, the whole, whole house loves to say Gonfalon because they make fun of it. It's like that is the most ridiculous sounding thing ever. And it's like Gonfalon Bay is awesome. And I want to live there. Gecko, uh, Gecko Gamer in, uh, in the chat says, yep. "No Man's Sky is probably that's yeah, probably the best. That's the best example of what Dan was just mentioning." They had another Correct expansion me. two weeks ago. It just got a big upgrade. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, has there ever been any paid expansion? 
or no, they've all been free. That's unbelievable. No, man. no, they, they, they've been running self-flagellation mode for a solid six years now. <laughs> but the thing they're is, doing though, this, how they're doing this bucks. season gaming model. That's amazing, man. <laughs> like, look how much time and work they've put into the game since it launched. Clearly, they're still selling copies. You know, they're still shifting. They're still moving copies for them to have the funding for this. And yet, all these expansions and all this this content, and it's free of charge. That's I, I think I, Sean Murray's reputation mattered to him. Yes. And I, I oh, think absolutely. He, I think he really hated what happened and said, we're just going to spend it all <laughs> fixing it. Um, and so, I mean, I think there's, and I think it worked, obviously, I think everybody thinks very highly of hello games and no man's sky at this point in time, if you were to like, look at Q scores or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think that's the, that's the roadmap for horrible launch and, and recovery. You've got like two good examples now with no man's sky and final fantasy 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I feel good story. Absolutely. Great. I have to get back into no man's sky because I check it out every, I don't know five expansions or so <laughs> yeah as uh gecko said there's a switch port coming and def said there's a physical copy coming too like an updated revised one which i'll probably buy as well yeah. i'm sure yeah. Oh, yeah. um so uh <laughs> um but yeah i mean yeah i think they have 15 if i recall either 12 or 16 close to that now expansion since launch which is just nuts when they're good at marketing them they they put yeah. the they put the little science fiction novel covers on them they, and they, they theme them. It's like yeah. no, you guys are, you guys have done good with that. Yep. Oh yeah, yep, that's good very for cool. them. Man. So um, all right, so let's move on to our kind of what we call on our main topic today, which was a report from uh, Mr. Schreier over at Bloomberg. Um, hey, oh, you might not have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, <laughs> you beat me to it. Um, <clears throat> But basically, uh, he spoke with approximately 20 people from Rockstar about uh, the past few years there, uh, the change in culture, obviously pandemic, um, why, you know, what's going on with GTA 6, change in leadership, all these things. So going to read a few kind of excerpts here if you haven't read this to kind of give you the context. And then we're going to talk about as a topic kind of uh, what we expect out of GTA 6 and, and can they... It sounds almost stupid to ask because GTA is such a big IP uh, in gaming, but mm-hmm. can they kind of recapture what they did with GTA 5? So um, basically, uh, the way this report described it is, you know, leading up to GTA 5 and, of course, the release of Red Dead 2 in 2018, which is the last game they released, by the way, uh, which is wild to think about. Um, <clears throat> they called it essentially a boys club, which we've, you know, heard. Uh, about some of these companies a lot of uh allegations and and things going on behind the scenes uh developers leaving to go to strip clubs and doing drugs and you know all the stuff sounds like guitar of the 70s kind of thing um <clears throat> they said that uh recently over the past couple of years this is a boys club transformed into a real company uh that a bunch of people have been let go i believe i don't have it here but i believe it's something like 20 plus people leaders had been let go uh, a whole bunch of um, transition, basically, since the launch of Red Dead 2. Obviously, um, they a lot of crunch was involved. It says in October of 2018, shortly before the release of Red Dead 2, Hauser, who was Dan Hauser, uh, who left in 2019, by the way, as we've talked about on the show before, said the team was working up to 100-hour weeks to finish the game. Um, and this seemed to be kind of accepted and, quote, regular for their major releases. Now, 
Um, according to this report, GTA 6 has been in development in some form, so probably artwork, concepts, etc., since 2014, um, and which is kind of wild to think about. And the game, as they know it today, anyway, it's apparently been changed and ideas have been scrapped and thrown out, etc. It'll take place in a fictional version of Miami. Uh, and the surrounding areas. The game will grow over time with uh, additional missions and cities, although they said the same about GTA 5, I might remind you. Um, and that the main protagonist uh, is going to be a Latina female, the first female lead in a Grand Theft Auto title, excuse me, uh, and influenced heavily by Bonnie and Clyde. So apparently they may be going with the multiple protagonist approach again. Yeah, it looked like two. Yeah. So... <clears throat> um, the the latest they said is it says i love this quote industry analysts anticipate the next release okay uh will be in 2024 fiscal year which uh is from april 2023 to march 2024 i'll go ahead and say now i'm banking on that not happening Mm -mm. um but uh yeah this is uh if you haven't read the report you can find the the summary of it on our site of course we link to bloomberg's article of course um, but it's uh, it's interesting, if nothing else. And I think it's probably um, similar to what a few companies have been going through over the past several years of kind of articles of crunch and uh, uh, women mismanagement and all these things in these workplaces has evolved over the past several years. So anyway, guys, uh, about GTA 6 itself. So what they said in the article was is that they're, they're, this new kind of more progressive work culture is struggling at least in this article with coming up of how to create satire as they always do of america when when the the culture within the company is vastly different and america has changed so drastically in the decade since gta 5 released and it's become almost a parody of itself uh Hogue, I see you warming up. Um, mm-hmm. They're basically trying to figure out how they make GTA 6 and what does that look like. So I guess the question I'll ask to you guys is, regardless of what you think of uh, kind of how GTA's done it before, I guess that matters, but it, uh, it, it's it been known as this kind of edgy high school level maybe approach to, oh, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? It's just in your face, rude doesn't matter what you're doing beating up hookers we know all the talk about grand theft auto mm-hmm. we don't have to rehash that here yeah do they are they able to still capture that in 2025 let's say when this game releases and does this new culture at rockstar uh replicate what they've done in the past and if they do the second part of the question if they do will it be as broad of an impact as their prior grand theft auto games in three four and five Anyone, take it away. Sorry, I've been talking for a while. You you guys go. Oh, sorry, Mo. Mo, go ahead. Guess. Guess goes first. Go ahead. Uh, this is a this is a good topic. (laughs) I don't think that um, personally. I don't think that they're. Oh, on on this show, Mo, you say, in my opinion. So yeah. that when Travis watches it later. Yeah. Can... Well, I so that's why I said I don't think I is the same as in my opinion. Um that's why he hates it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Grand Theft Auto itself, obviously, like uh just it's always been it's always it's never it was never afraid to push the boundaries, you know, in terms of storytelling and in terms of Seder, you know, in terms of uh being in your face with uh, a lot of the things that we hate. Um and you know, and 
that includes a lot of what you just said, you know, whether it's uh, it's uh, you know violence or, or uh, misogyny or all this other you know stuff that we that we've seen over well the past like twenty years. Um, I don't know how it's going to because if you're changing the culture of the studio and you're getting rid of the old people that were there, the ones that were kind of responsible behind the storytelling and the ones that were pushing it forward. I don't know, man, this is a very deep topic, but I, I don't know how it's going to be received. And on top of that, is that something that they're really willing to do? You know, I mean, do they still have the balls to say, Hey, we know how things are nowadays. Hypersensitivity is all around. Everybody gets, uh, you know, everyone gets, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, everyone gets offended over everything. Right. I mean, and Grand Theft Auto has never been the games that were away from the press or that were away from the magnification. You know, I mean, they they were always magnified. Every aspect of it was, you know, just because of the cultural things that they provided in the uh, in the uh, in the games themselves. That's really going to depend on. I, I, I don't know, man. I have no idea. I don't think it's going to have the same effect. I don't think it's going to have the same effect in video games as it did before. And I think that's because if, in my opinion, if I, I think if they tone it down, I go. think if they do end up toning it down, um, provided that they give a good story, if their story writers are great, which, you know, for all intents and purposes with Rockstar, I don't know, I don't think that's ever been an issue. If they can somehow get away from the lewd, you know, and keep it focused on, on, on different things, but, how are you going to do that? It's Grand Theft Auto. Like, that's what's expected. Violence is expected. Shootouts are expected. Robberies are expected. Sex is expected. All these things are expected in these games themselves. That's what made these games what they are, besides the open world aspect and whatnot, right? I'm not saying that's it, but that's a huge part of it. Yeah. So getting away from that, you know, getting away from that and, and, and you know, getting away from that in a different direction <clears throat> while maintaining the open world game it's just going to stay an open world game. That's so, it. Just to, to touch on that, one thing I didn't mention, and I pulled the article yeah. up here. Sorry, you can see the reflection. I realize on my screen, sorry. Uh, but it says, in summer of 2020, after the George, George Floyd mm -hmm. uh, events, uh, they had a mode coming out for GTA Online called Cops and Crooks. Mm -hmm. uh where basically uh you know it, it was uh you were killing cops and and cops were killing <laughs> other people obviously it's grand theft auto so they they didn't release that um and they also went back and removed specific jokes of uh on trans people and other things from grand theft auto 5 um so just to um they said i'm sorry developers are also being cautious not to punch down quote by making jokes about marginalized groups in contrast to previous games so again just to the point you're trying to make which is different era different environment nowadays uh and a different culture at rockstar it, it's obviously going to change their development I mean, in some vein look at look at grand theft auto 4 nico bellick he was a he was an immigrant right he came here he saw you know he expected to see the golden brick road you know and then he started seeing like the seediness and the underlying bullshit that you see you know, and then he saw the racism directed towards him because he was an immigrant. That's stuff that really resonates with these older games. And I'm not talking about the bad stuff. You know, I mean, I, again, I don't want anybody to think like, oh, what? So you're saying misogyny has to be in there? No, I'm not saying that. But the things that made this series what it is to push the boundaries, 
just off of what you just said right now, it seems like it's going in that direction, right? And I don't know how much of an impact it's going to have in terms of it being the Grand Theft Auto that we know. You know what I mean? So you take that how you will, you know, in terms of, I don't know. I I personally, I stopped caring about GTA after like four. You know, I mean, uh, four was the last, I actually beat the campaign for four and that was it. I didn't beat five and I never really cared to go back to it. But, but again, like, I mean, but I played the older ones. So obviously these are games that we grew up with. I don't know, man. You know, I, I think if they're getting away from all these things, it's good for the company. It's good. Obviously they have the, they have the recognition and the internal growth that has been really heavily criticized, you know, since the Hauser brothers were just ruling with an iron fist, you know, but, um, in terms of how they're going to be, in terms of how they're going to resonate, um, I think it's going to be different. I think they're going to be, they're going to sell it's grand theft auto. I think it's going to sell, but I don't think it's going to have, I think there's a lot of competition now. And I think because of the way that uh, the world is functioning now, um, I don't know if it's going to have the same impact as it did before. That's my personal okay. take on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Hogue, you're, in a, great, you're in a great place because I can see you ready to speak, but I don't know if this is going to be one of those moments where you surprise us with like a quick 15 second quip mm-hmm. or if you're ready to go for like five minutes. So uh, I'm prepared mm-hmm. either way, baby. Just hit me with wound up, man. I feel like that's good. <laughs> Well, look, you know, Jason Trier and I share a special relationship, uh, which is he reports on whatever nonsense ex-employees from companies tell him in True. without any type of further examination uh, and then reacts very negatively when he's criti- questioned or criticized. So um, I did some questioning and criticizing on my channel this week. I, I called it Virtue City uh, because obviously a fictionalized Miami is, is Vice City to you and I. Uh, in in the Grand Theft Auto universe, uh, but um, I, I think the the more predominant question, right? I'm a business lawyer. I read this article, and there's a couple of things I know. One, Mr. Schreier talks quite extensively about how this all changed in 2018 based on criticisms of their company culture, which is of course originated from Mr. Schreier in a Kotaku expose, um, and so there's a little bit of credit. Um, lauding uh, at the top of the article. But more importantly, he spends the second half of the article talking about how much of a mess um, Rockstar is uh, at this point in time in terms of getting a product out the door. Uh, So you say, can they match it for, you know, if they become a more sensitive company? Honestly, I think that's all a smokescreen because by the time you get to the second half of the article, you're talking about them putting three managers in where one worked, you're talking about employees saying they didn't know who to answer to. Combat wasn't set. Things aren't set. We don't have a plan. People aren't directing. Um, and more importantly, at the end of the day, the very last kind of segment of the article talks about very briefly, but talks about people leaving the company because progress isn't being made because it's such a shit show. And then yes. includes a quote that is treated very positively in the article context, but I think is a lot more negative. Um, uh, and evidence of systemic issues that pe- some people, however, are just fine working at a place where there's no pressure to get a game out the door. And it's like, well, okay, <laughs> you might have a happier work environment or you might have people that are otherwise happier for as long as that company stays in existence. But you might also have just shown everybody that has a drive to get a game out the door, out the door, 
uh, and resulted in a team of people that are fine kind of navel gazing and chin stroking and figuring things out over the course of 15 years, which they've been given the opportunity to do because of shark cards and nonsense in the game that was successful from their predecessors. So I, I look at this and say, is there any chance it will have the same kind of zeitgeist effect? No, none at all. Um, but that doesn't mean it won't be a success. I mean, if they do anything with their army of artists and make something remotely like a real city uh, and put some tunes on the radio and give you some kind of <laughs> combat ability, they're the only ones really even trying to do that. Um, Saints Row new version might be, although Saints Row, I mean, the interviews for Saints Row have a lot of the same kind of language. We're more careful with our uh, with our um, uh, comedy. Uh, we're, I think there's even some punching down language in there. I think there might even be the satire line in the Saints Row um, like press packet. Uh, so I, I don't know that anybody knows uh, whether these things will work out, whether they'll be compelling, whether they'll be interesting or not. It is certainly the case that some of the ingredients that made these things popular and interesting are going to be eliminated. Um, and some people are going to be happy about that. Questions are the people that are going to be happy about that, the ones that would have otherwise bought Grand Theft Auto um, or that will now. Um, and I have enormous doubts about that. But Volition's putting a game out. I can't say the same for Rockstar. <laughs> yeah. Very fair. Very yeah, fair. I, and, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I just wanted to, to just to piggyback off of what you said. The other thing is yeah, just we were looking at, you know, if you're changing company culture and that comes with a lot, like you get like, you know, you've touched on and I was just mentioning earlier and about putting out games, you know, you're seeing the, okay, so no crunch, you know, everything is different, right? But clearly that has affected their output. You know, I mean, even Red Dead Online is barely uh, is barely updated or supported anymore. And they ended it. Yeah, I mean, they ended. They did. It. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, you know, they put all their uh, they put their all all their eggs in the in the Grand Theft Auto Five Online uh, portion, which for obvious reasons, because it's a money maker. It's a big money maker for the company. But since GTA Five, you've only had Red Dead Redemption Two, and that is a game that has sold a lot. People have been begging for a for an enhancement, something. A 60 FPS boost on consoles is what people are asking for. And even that is something that they turned away from because they, they I'm guessing they probably wanted to put all of the resources into Grand Theft Auto 6. Why? Because crunch doesn't exist anymore over there. I'm not condoning it. I'm not condoning crunch. I'm just saying this is going to, this game is going to take a lot longer than before because now you're at a point where you have to pull everybody on board that you have for this giant game in order to compensate for the change of culture. And that's going to result in a game that's going to be much further out than we're anticipating. You know, I mean, so, I mean, I was surprised, to be honest with you, that they even confirmed its existence a few months ago when they said, like, oh, hey, just by the way, we are working on GTA 6, but that was it. In terms of well, like one I mean, Take Two is going through some stuff, right? I mean, yeah. Rockstar is kind of in that. Um, who are the Who are the folks that make Batman <laughs> that that that, uh, that haven't made anything in like a, a oh forever? Rocksteady. Rocksteady. Oh, see, I, I knew it was similar to Rockstar. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so you know, you look at those game companies, and sometimes they have to make announcements to be like, uh, "We're still alive. Uh, <laughs> we still need people to work here." So you know, take our take our calls. Um, and it'll be something cool. Rockstar, uh, by description of this article, and this is what I, 
this is where it gets interesting, right? Because it's like, uh, keep in mind, rock stars of the world, that Jason Shires of the world are not going to give you a pity party in the article that they write about you because you changed some things because they made you or they otherwise uh, told you that you had to do these things. Jason Schreier rips them a new one uh, in, in the second half of this article for making changes that he espoused in his 2018 article. Um, and now the answer to that is, of course, well, I wouldn't have done it that way. Right. Oh, I, you know, obviously too many cooks in the kitchen. Now you wouldn't have done it that way. Wouldn't have done it that way. Wouldn't have done it that way. And yet some of this might be mistakes. Some of this might be issues with administration. That always happens. We're human beings. Uh, some of it might be endemic to trying to change how you make the video games. Yeah. Um, and look, I said at the top of my video on my channel, my brother's a game developer. He's a triple A game developer. I want him to get a huge salary and not have to crunch and not do these things. Um, I, I really want developers to have good lives, but it, it might be the case that there has to be some actual pressure to put out a game, that there has to be some kind of drive, that there has to be someone that is actually willing to, you know, not use the stick, but at least have a stick threatened to actually get something out. And Rockstar might be discovering that right now. I mean, the other aspect of this, right, is that you also have the, the kind of tale as old as time with respect to massive success. GTA Online has given you laurels to, to, to rest upon your head and to sit back and enjoy for a while. So there isn't that pressure, not even just structurally from getting rid of overtime or whatever it is that they've done, but because, hey, it's all working right now, so who cares? The problem yeah. is it's not going to work forever. And if you have these decade-long games that are the pillars of your company, if you ever fail at all, even on the projections of what you're trying to hit, all hell breaks loose. Like you don't want to run a tentpole business, especially not in an entertainment industry and especially not in what could be a depression by the time you release the damn thing. So, I mean, you've got all sorts of problems if you're Rockstar and I would be worried if I were them. I'd be worried if I were take two. Uh, and that article from a business perspective put the fear of God in me on that, but not on any of the stuff about, look, I think that if you're saying that stuff about not being able to satire uh, America and that kind of thing, I question that you don't have a vision at all for your game period. Like I'm not hearing anything that is driving you creatively uh, in that article. Uh, but outside of that, I don't care if you want to make saints row, which uh, according to its preview videos is about like repaying student debt and talking about influencers and avocado toast or whatever. It's like, all right, you build the world <laughs> that you want. I will work with you. And I will tell you whether I think that that was you know good or not, but that's fine. You build whatever you like. You want to have a uh, ridiculous satire, and I'm coming at this from a perspective of a guy that doesn't like Rockstar's writing. I think that Grand Theft Auto V is superficial and facile. And Ain said high school. I wouldn't put it above seventh grade in terms <laughs> of either the insight, the writing, the dialogue, or elsewise. I'm yeah. not interested in it. It's, it's, it's puerile and ridiculous. That yeah. said, their worlds that they build are a lot of fun. And honestly, I wish they were a little bit less like that. So maybe uh, this was designed to make me happy. I'm not. But again, I don't have a game to react to, and I don't anticipate having a game yeah. to react to for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I, I know what both of you are saying. And as, a, as you were talking about kind of crunch culture, and I know, Mo, we've talked a lot offline about this as well. Um, you have to be really careful because there's a, you know, people take comments the wrong way. And they sure uh, do. I, I work in an industry and with teams and my teams where we are responsible for producing customer facing applications um and uh on timelines and there's an expectation for uh revenues and you know affecting uh fiscal and calendar years and all these things 
Um, and I, I know at least to a degree, and I've never made a game. I'm not drawing a one-to-one comparison here, but there are similarities, I'm sure, around uh, feeling the pressure to get something done on a timeline. And uh, there is a very fine line between crunch and demanding and having a culture that is built around 100 hour weeks or eight hour weeks, whatever it may be. And understanding that there is still, regardless of not having crunch, still having ample pressure to deliver something meaningful in a, uh, in a time frame. Uh, uh, basis, yeah, yeah on, a, on a timely. Yeah, thank you. Uh, in a, in a uh, reasonable time frame was the word I was looking for. Sure. Um, the the and I agree with you, Hogue, that the one statement in the article, which really struck me weird being in the career I am of there are developers leaving because they feel like there's no direction. That is not a good thing. Like that is the, the last thing you want to hear about a game's development, um, because especially when you're talking about lack of direction as it relates to scope, lack of direction on a game like Stray is one thing. Lack of direction on a game like Grand Theft Auto 6 is a whole different ball of wax. And that is lack of a direction on a game that is not only uh, so vast and large, but also has the weight of the world of expectations on it. And the longer it takes to get this game out, those expectations grow and grow and grow. Um, yeah. I, oof. This, yeah. This, this sounds interesting to me. I completely agree with you guys that no matter what, Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to sell like hotcakes. You know, day one, day, yeah. day one launch is going to break records. It, you know, everything else around the world in the gaming industry will stop when that game comes out. All of sure. that is expected. But I like seeing long- their worlds. I like seeing Rockstar's sandbox. And I, yeah. that, that, I don't anticipate that to be different. No, no, but long term, uh, we definitely see. And there were a couple good comments. I wanted to, I think they're, I've got to find them now, damn it. Um, only but, a uh, couple, chat. You only produced a couple of good comments today. <laughs> just so we're clear. Get on it. All I right. We have demands. You don't have to crunch for those chats, but you do have to give them to us. <laughs> uh, in a timely manner, please. Okay. Come no. on. <laughs> uh, Christy says, uh, I think another issue, and this is a good point. Another issue is trying to recreate something that happened like 15 years ago. It's like trying to, quote, make something go viral. That's just not how it works, which is a fair point. You don't create something to go viral, right? Like that's not if you set out to design that it's going to shift your design focus. And uh, Drudwin also makes I've talked about this on the show. I know many times, but the artistic identity went out the door when most of the original guys left. And we've said before that Dan Hauser is gone. He wrote and basically led every GTA game to date for Rockstar, uh, as well as Red Dead 2. Um, and uh, I always forget the guy's name. Um, it's Leslie something, isn't it? Leslie something. You're right. Yes. Someone in chat will ben, tell us. Ben is, I want to say. Benzies. That's it. Thank Leslie you. Benzies. Um, we got there. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was a critical lead as well, and they're both gone. Those are two of your leaders going back to direction uh, on this franchise that are gone. So yeah, um, companies are not they don't make things by themselves. They're all people. Yep, you know, yeah. it's like your favorite pro sports team. You're rooting for laundry because the people change and they're going to have different results. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're looking and it's going to be a bad analogy. So just prepare for it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you're looking at your GTA fours and fives, which is your 49ers of the 80s. And then suddenly Montana and Rice leave the team. Uh, well, that's not the same team. You know what I mean? 
Um, yeah. It's just that's that's what happens with some of these teams and studios is, you know, your your major leaders who influence a lot more than you realize behind the scenes are gone. Uh, and someone has to pick up that slack. Sometimes they do. Sometimes it turns out better than you would have anticipated. But yep. a lot of times it doesn't. So this is definitely a wait and see thing for me um, to see how this turns out. So and we'll be that waiting was a lot. Even, even the quote in that article was something <laughs> like, uh, we don't have a we don't have a timeline at all internally, right? We don't. <laughs> people interviewed for this article said so they didn't know of any firm release date, but they expect the game to be at least two years away. It's like, okay, so you, you there is nothing. There there is no whiteboard somewhere that even has a plan for for exit. <laughs> okay, they have a uh, bullet point that says female protagonist. Like, oh, okay. there's somewhere at the end. There's a timeline and it says release, and it just says question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, and it's like, yeah, all right, that's cool. So, do they really have to though? I go mean, ahead. They, they, I was gonna say, go ahead, Dan. We've been talking for a while, man. Go, no, I mean, go. They, they've got you know. GTA Online right now that is probably making them money hand over fist. It is. They can basically take their not, time. Not to interrupt you, Dan. It is the most yeah. successful multimedia property, I think it said in that article, of all time. Yeah. So, Easily. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Right. It, whatever they want to do, I mean, do it. I mean, I, it, you get to the point where, you know, maybe they'll put out Crunch the Game or something, you know? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, 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 you can make it serious, right? You can have a serious tone, you know, I mean, and find a couple of decent writers that could do something and make a game that's actually serious and still have some, some, some satire, some, some humorous moments, you know, it doesn't have to be what it's been forever. You know, you, people change, you know, I mean, it's just how it is. I, it, but I don't did know, you make man. Grand Theft Auto then? But yeah, I mean, it's it, what, it, what makes it, I guess Grand Theft Auto game then, you know, you steal cars, you know, that's, is that, you know, <laughs> if you boil it down to like the basic function of it, you know, it's some kind of, you know, criminal activity, you know, and, you know, it, it just depends on how deep you want to go into that kind of stuff, you know. Well, I mean, and to be fair, Grand Theft Auto was reborn once before. Grand Theft Auto 3 was a completely different experience right. than Grand Theft Auto 1 and 2. Um, so it's happened yeah. in the past. Yeah, if, if you're if you're somebody that wants you know, a game where you can just run around and, you know, beat up hookers and shoot everybody that you want to. And then that's fine. You know, if, that, if that's what you're expecting from, you know, the next game and it doesn't happen, I guess you're disappointed. You know, what the hell are you going to do? You know, these guys, you know, obviously have to find a, a new path. They, they, they don't, like you guys said, to have the leadership that they had before, you know, it doesn't sound like there's really any going on in there. Uh, but like it just seems like a really, really long time to me as far as like a game being developed. But also I, I can kind of see it from their point of view only because they, they've got a cash cow that they don't really have to worry. You know, they, they should be able to take their time and, and come out with something amazing. I don't think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, you know, probably mid-level and, you know, it'll be a triple A game. It'll be huge. You know, everybody will probably love it, but it's probably not going to be, you know, it's not going to be one of those games where you go, Oh man. Yeah. You know, that really hit me right there in the fields. You know, it, you know it's not like you're not going to get that. Well, I mean, never that, you know, yeah, you never <laughs> has been right. Yeah. You, you know, but, but you could, I mean, why, you know, why not change it up a little bit, you know, make it a little more serious. I mean, red dead redemption two 
you know, and, and I agree with you, Hogue. It's not like the best written game ever, but it, it had a serious story with, you know, some it tackled a couple issues, you know, that. No, it did. Know, it had like a 90 minute serious story that it told 45 times in a row. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yeah. yeah I agree, <laughs> then, but, oh, I can't do this today. Darn it. <laughs> but there were times you played that game and, you, you know, you were laughing out loud because it was, you know, hilarious, you know, the, the, the thing that happened, you know, and it wasn't. You know, if people are worried about being offended about something, then, you know, it's probably not going to be the game for you. But, you know, then but you can't put it on people. Right. Like this is preemptive. Right. You could say people are going to be offended by whatever people didn't get the chance. Right. They're they're they're, they're making these changes internally on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And so I don't know what it'll come out being. Like I said, I don't like their satire no, I and I don't like I don't you know, Red Dead Redemption 2. Very serious in terms of plot and narrative has some stupid satire. Whether it's in the newspapers or the movies or the various other, like some of the missions with the the question mark people. It's like, yeah, there's some garbage in Red Dead Redemption 2 in terms of that humor that Rockstar brings to the party. Yeah. So I haven't liked their humor in a long time. So they say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do it differently. It's like I ostensibly I should be like, cool. Uh, but I I don't I don't know. I'm far more concerned about the production stuff in that article than I am about like the tone stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I was going to say, uh, I think we've covered quite a few aspects of this. I would say to to close this, I know Travis isn't here, but let's assume for a second that Big Cast is still here five years from now. Let's let's make our predictions when this game releases. Let's hear it. Give me, give me a month and a year. For the record, folks that are watching right now, we won't be around five years from now unless you like and subscribe. I'm telling your friend. Bring a friend next time. We'll have a nice barbecue, maybe some kind of block party. Um, that would be fantastic. That'll help us get to that five-year mark. That's true. Uh, and That's then true. maybe folks will listen to us, uh, and uh, we won't be shouting into the void on Bloomberg <laughs> tech and equality articles, which is the first time I've seen that sub-headline from Bloomberg, by the way. Is that like, what that it was? was? wild. Um, so Technology inequality. You're right. I told you. Wow. Yeah, look, I, I, I read this wow. one. You know this wow. YouTube pundit is going to read Shire's work on these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so darn, darn influencers! I tell yeah. you what, um, give me a give me a month and a year. Come on, let's go. We're November twenty twenty five. Okay. Yeah, I'm there too. I'm I'm in fall twenty twenty five. I think yes, it's right. at least yeah, it's about three years at least. I'll take twenty six. Can I have the whole year? I'll take twenty six. Not till twenty six. Okay. All right. Uh, Sad. Yeah. Oof. All right, yeah. Uh, I'm, what were I'll you go, thinking, Ains? You didn't uh, give me your. You didn't give uh, us your. Uh, he does that a lot. He does, he does that. He does that. I'm the head of the show thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Ask difficult questions to other people. <laughs> yeah, I put you guys on the spot, not the other way around. Know your place, Mo. Jeez. Um, yes, of course, I'm blocked by Jason Schreier, Chad. Of course, I am. I criticized him. I will go spring 2026. Spring. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, all right. You narrowed it down. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's jump over to we got um, fiscal results uh, again. Nothing. You know, we when we talk about fiscal results, I'm a geek. I realize this. I like looking through these things. I know a lot of people don't. So we'll keep it Numbers high level. Fun. But we got uh, we got fiscal results for both Xbox and PlayStation. Now, of course, I always have to add the context that these quarters that they're reporting on are actually two different time periods or time periods within their fiscal years. That is. Uh, so this is April to June of this year. We got from Xbox and PlayStation this week. For mm-hmm. Xbox, this was the end of their fiscal year, 2021. 
Uh, for PlayStation, this is the beginning of their fiscal year 2022. So they're two different things in terms of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also report on them differently because Xbox is part of Microsoft and, and Sony and Microsoft report things differently. So I will just kind of speak to what we know definitively or what was shared, I should say. So we'll start with Xbox. Um Basically, a small downturn uh, year over year compared to their fourth quarter fiscal year last year. Gaming revenue down 7%, content and services down 6%, though they did, of course, have to mention that Game Pass subscribers are up. They love saying that. Uh, Their hardware sales declined 11%. However, then they caveated that as well, saying that the at this point in the generation the Xbox Series X and S are the best-selling Xboxes of all time. So outselling the 360 is really what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Xbox uh, was the top hardware among next-gen consoles in North America, Jesus, for three straight quarters now. So basically what they're telling you is for three quarters straight in the in North America, they have outsold the PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, At so, 100% sell-through rate. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, so that is Xbox. Basically, they said you can expect a downturn in the uh, next quarter as well. That's what they're forecasting. Amy Hood, who is their CFO, is forecasting. Uh, and again, that's probably due to no major releases, etc. So sure. PlayStation, uh, similar in ways, but uh, I would say maybe a little more concerning. I don't really know how to because it's phrased differently. So PlayStation, the the. The scariest number here is that their operating profit, now profit very different from revenue, keep that in mm-hmm. mind, declined 37% year over year. Uh, and because of that, they've actually, Sony has cut the forecast for PlayStation's annual profit by 16%. Mm-hmm. Um, however, what I really found interesting here is that they only sold 2.4 million PS5s in the first quarter. Again, first quarter fiscal year. I know I have to keep saying that. Uh, but they're still expecting to sell 18 million units in the fiscal year, which means, of course, that they are saying they're going to sell over 5 million PS5s a quarter for the rest of the year, which is that's very aggressive if you pay attention to console sales. Um, so that's that's interesting. Um, their software sales decreased 26 percent year over year. Um, and then lastly, on their subscriber base, which I found kind of interesting, is that uh, PS Plus subscribers uh, only went up by one million. Uh, which is 2%, 47.3 million. So I would have thought if their PS Plus marketing and revamp on all these things had a bigger impact, we might have seen a bigger increase there. But that'll be something I pay attention to going forward. So it's um, funny. I think the essentials probably are the, you know, the the normal cap for that. And mm-hmm. then the the goal would have been to move them up uh, a pay tier, but not an actual subscriber number. Change. very fair point yeah right. and the one million new could be net new as well right like it, mm-hmm. i think it should I mean? be i mean i i'm not looking at the document in front of me that should be like new bodies in the playstation yeah. plus and then you'd want to analyze i don't think there's enough time from when they switched over to premium uh to to say exactly what kind of revenue bump, bump do you get from people that are all going to be reported the same way as PlayStation Plus. Like, I'm essential. I didn't move. I don't care about what you're doing with your random tiers, but I'm still a subscriber. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, again, uh, I just like to mention these things because I think it's, you know, uh, at least to me, it's interesting. But I think it's it's interesting to just keep tabs on on the big three and, you yep. know, because of where they're yep. reporting. You can find all this information with a little more detail on our site, of course. I always make sure that it's on there every quarter. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – 
the, awesome. the most interesting thing to me out of this is honestly uh that xbox is uh selling very well we don't get official numbers as we know of console sales but uh <laughs> you know how that goes but it, it seems like based on estimates that uh it's pretty clear that the series consoles are doing a lot better than the one was at this point in their life cycle um they're actually then- competitive yeah they're actually in the market uh and then uh sony or or playstation being very aggressive in terms of their sales forecast they did mention that a lot of their constraints in getting ps5s into stores particularly in north america and europe are easing up and so that's why they haven't reduced their forecast of sales so if it's going to be really interesting to see if if they still hit 18 million ps5 sold in this fiscal year that would be uh that would be a feat um but let me remind you, uh, I was, someone asked me about this the other day, and I said, you know, I'm not doubting it because if they can get the units in stores, the demand's there, right? That's the trick. It, yeah, get the units in stores. But think of their fourth quarter, which <laughs> their fourth quarter calendar year, third quarter fiscal year, which is God of War Ragnarok, easily their biggest release of the generation mm-hmm. so far, right? It could be their biggest game of the generation. We don't know. Uh, but they also have the marketing for Call of Duty still, and Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2 are going to be a monster this fall. Yeah. They're going to they're yeah. blow everything else away in sales, bar none, I promise mm-hmm. you. They also have the marketing for Callisto Protocol. They mm-hmm. also have the marketing for Hogwarts Legacy. Mm-hmm. So assuming Hogwarts launches, which a big assumption right now, um, that that's one first party and three major marketing releases in one quarter uh it's going to be a gigantic holiday season for the ps5 yeah yeah they're expecting yeah they're 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 definitely expecting i mean if you if you're not backing off on your on your on how many units you're going to sell like you said i think they are definitely expecting the software to back up that uh you know that uh that uh prediction at least i i want to call it i don't know man i don't I don't know economics very well. I'll, 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 I'll leave it to you guys for that. But <laughs> you know, they are. I mean, I think they're 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 pretty confident in God of War. Uh, they're pretty confident. Obviously, everybody should be confident in Modern Warfare too, because it's going to be the biggest game in the world. Um, yep. You know, so it's uh, you know, and the the also the 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 downturn you know that we've saw you know with with my, with Sony and Xbox and whatever. Just a lot of people just it's hard right now, man. You know, it's really hard right now. A lot of people just they're they're being more careful in terms of how to spend and where to spend and what to spend. You know, uh, what to spend on. Yeah, the, 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 the demand for the included. what is yeah. it? With your statue, he said. It. Present, present company included. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, <laughs> uh, but that, but but that's the thing. And then obviously, like you said, uh, you know, for the you know the supply, the supply of the consoles and whatever, and that's really worked out in Xbox's favor in terms of the two SKUs, right? Like before, you'd have yes. people like, oh, okay, out of it. Well, if there's no PlayStation, I'll just wait, right? And then now, you know, some people are, like, oh well, if, you know, I, magic. I, yeah, yeah. I can't find smartest thing they ever did. What is it? The, the S? S? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh, easily. E- easily. People are well, on my channel asking me to recommend games because I'm known as the gamer guy. And, I, you know, I talk about a lot of people that don't play. And one of the things I, I often recommend is the S in a game pass, at least as a tryout. Um, that's by far the best chance of success, in my opinion, even more than a Switch right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I continue to be impressed by what their strategy was going into this generation. Yep. Um, when I was very much not as many people come onto my Twitter and com- uh, accuse me of working for Microsoft. You don't have to go so far back uh, to see me saying, oh, my God, what are you doing over there? Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, uh, 
I, I write about what's coming up, especially for Xbox, quite a bit. And, you know, obviously I've gotten plenty wrong uh, over the, the last five to seven years or so. This one I nailed. I said that the Series S will be the differentiator for Xbox this generation. Uh, well, you got it because it's, it is magic. And I didn't know how magic it was until I had one. Um, but it is, it is, uh, it feels like 90% of an X in a much smaller, uh, yeah. box. um, yeah. and it's, it's, it's really great that way. Uh, but yeah, you know, to me, I, I think Mo makes a fantastic point, which is, um, nobody knows what the economic future holds in the near term. Yep. Um, and while games have often been called recession proof, I would argue they are recession resistant, <laughs> Uh, they are a very efficient way <laughs> to get entertainment. That's amazing. Uh, you'll have to yeah. cross that threshold because nobody's, you know, survival pyramid includes video games. Um, and so yeah. um, I, I do think you're running a lot of risks there. I think Sony feeling like this, the shipping issue or the production issue, the manufacturing issues are clearing up. I'm hearing the same kind of thing from my clients who aren't, you know, they're not building PlayStations or doing other stuff. <laughs> uh, but um uh, I do think that there's, you know, real chances of other other things happening. You know, if we if we have economic events, which a lot of the banks are warning of right now and things like that, then all hell could break loose on these. So forward looking statements are interesting right now in both respects. The other thing that goes along with these financials, which I think people have covered, um, but is absolutely right. There was an explosion in growth for two years. Uh, people were locked in their houses. People didn't want to go on vacations. People uh, didn't want to go outside and people found uh, entertainment in video games. Yay, fully for us. Uh, <laughs> but it does mean that what you really had was like six years of growth condensed into 18 months. You have this explosion. And then we've seen this in other industries before. One of the goals of these companies at that point is to hold it as much <laughs> as possible. And you take, you know, what that line would have been coming out of 2019 and you see where you think you might have been if that didn't happen. And, you know, are we holding? And I would say Microsoft held excellently year over year for what was, you know, one of their biggest years in their history. Um, and PlayStation continues to have more supply constraint problems than Microsoft. So I don't want to judge them too harshly. But the other aspect of that, and we've talked about it in this space, is that Sony hasn't put out so much that at least gets you out of bed um, in, in, in the recent past uh right so god of war as you point out is a big moment for them because i don't know how long are we removed from like even ratchet and clank which isn't like the biggest April. deal gran turismo i love but it's a racing game and i know people get mad at me it's like you don't count them as real games rick it's like i buy so many racing games <laughs> i like racing but it's not the same kind of concept of there you go hating again i'm with you i mean <laughs> let's be but, but the thing is is the thing is is people I like has, they have put out i mean if you really think about it this uh, year we're we're eight months in right yeah i mean they've had uncharted remake the remake or remaster okay say what you will still we that's a release that. Come on, they no. had horizon forbidden <laughs> west they had okay. sifu yep. they had grand theft they had grand turismo 7 Ghostwire Tokyo, which was a one-year exclusive. I, I, uh, I was really Wire, okay. They had either. They have Stray. They have yeah. Last of Us remake. Well, oh. I'm not going to get into a discussion about Last of Us remake, but still, that's a <laughs> that is a main line release. And they have Ragnarok. Talking about it, they've had some good. They've had some good. They they have that had some good. Horrible mo. That list is horrible for a major platform holder's year of freaking releases. A year. Yeah. 
that list is horrible. <laughs> wait, wait. Do I get I, to I use it? I don't know what to do tell I get you, to bro. Use it? Do I get to use it? <laughs> oh, it comes well, with high guy Travis. You take on his persona with that. Yeah, just throw it a tie on real quick, Mo, and then you, you're good to go. No, I'm yeah. like, I, I like my PlayStation. People don't understand this. I'm critical because I love. All right. I like my PlayStation. It looks, it's all shiny and white. It sits there in the corner. I turn it on occasionally. I just got it a, a hard drive update. That was fun. I'm really super glad I had to use like a freaking screwdriver and open plates and things. Thanks, Sony. Uh, but I just upgraded it. I'm enjoying it as a system. But it, it's not blowing anybody's one. Well, and you've uh, talked very highly of Forbidden West to give you credit. Too. I like Forbidden West a lot. It's going to go on my top 10 list. Um, but like, it's, it's not what we got used to in terms of okay. So uh, let me ask you. Releases. You look so at that let me ask you this. Okay, so let me so let me ask you this. Okay, everybody, I'm I I mainly play on Xbox. Sure, I okay. do. Okay, now Ains knows that. What, what what do we usually play? We usually go down to Halo or or whatever it is, right? And obviously, there's the the other releases. What has Xbox put out this year that makes you that 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 gives you that? Um, you know the, the 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 equalizer. What has Xbox put out as an equalizer to the releases I just mentioned? Well, one, I think you're assuming that I'm I'd be I'd be leaning on Xbox. No, here, no, 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 year. no. That's why I that's why I said initially I said because if anybody in the chat starts uh, to, starts to get whatever uh, chirpy, I'm saying that <laughs> even me, even me as a main Xbox user, even me as a main Xbox user, I'm just saying like. I love sure, using yeah. it because of the because of the UI and the ecosystem and whatever. I'm just used to it. Like that's 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 where I go to daily. Right, I mean, I'm just in, break this down, in terms I like of the content. UI better. I like you know some of its features better, but I you know the Xbox Game Pass is the equalizer for them because I've talked about it in this space. Sure. But Game Pass is the no additional charge indie festival. Like I play like that first row of every every time they release. Uh, games. I've played Till Dusk Falls. I don't like it as much as Ains, but you know we could talk about that later. <laughs> um, I, I, I've played everything out there, so my Xbox is on more often. Um, and so, it, to me, the Xbox is a perfectly fine system. But I could, I'm fully happy to admit, if you want me to go down, I, you tell me what their year was. I would tell you it's a horrible year for them as well. We're talking about the financials of both consoles, and nobody's releasing anything. Um, yeah. of really significance um, there, except for Nintendo. Um, but, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the truth. Yeah, it's the truth. It, it is, is the truth. Yeah. And, and look at, look at. I don't know, now we're getting into a, a tangential topic. What's the name of this, the, the soccer game that they released? Stryker, Mario Strikers? Stryker. That one is like bare bones. It is bare bones. And, oh. and still, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. No one's saying anything anymore about it. It's amazing. Well, I mean, Mario Strikers... Nintendo uh, Nintendo Switch Sports was a great family release. We've been really enjoying that one. We've got mm -hmm. Splatoon. We've got Xenoblade Chronicles. We've got Triangle Strategy. We've got. I mean, like in terms of the year for me, um, the the best stuff lives on the Bayonetta Switch, three. Bayonetta uh, three. Which Bayonetta three? Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not the biggest Bayonetta fan, but like, Pokemon. yeah, I mean, like that's a big, that's a big release. New Pokemon. Like, I don't even think it's a question in terms of looking at games that are, are, are going to sell uh, better from the, from their release standpoint. Yes. Modern Warfare is going to kill everybody, but like, whatever. Yep. I've, I've, I've done enough man shoots with Activision. I, I can play it in my head. right now. <laughs> uh, man shoots. I love that. I'm taking so, that hook. I love that. So I, no, I, but 
it wasn't really a Sony Xbox thing. Yeah, I, no, I no, think no. Sony has made some stupider choices this year. I think Microsoft made some stupider choices last year. Um, mm. So it's, you know, it's a constant fun uh, for everybody. I've consistently criticized Microsoft as to not apparently having production pipelines for their new acquisitions in any kind of order. And I'd love to see that get more efficiently handled. Um, and I've been covering Microsoft all freaking year because they at least seem mostly invested in buying Activision more than doing anything else. Um, so <laughs> I, it's, it's not a winning year to me in terms of tentpole releases. Ains will tell you the year Elden Ring came out is the year that God gave us forever and ever. Amen. That's fine. That's right. <laughs> We're good. We don't need anything else. It's over. It's, it's you could have announced that when Elden Ring came out, though. You might have. There might be you on tape saying, like, we don't need anything else this year, folks. It's like it's oh, playing well, Hitman three, man. I mean, Dan can enjoy Hitman three and hours four to six hundred of Forbidden West. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Yeah. I'm playing cards in ESO. Who needs more games? Yeah, um, but yeah, Nintendo I think is having the best year uh, for things that I'm interested in personally. Microsoft, I you know I people like the Hot Wheels thing. I think uh, I don't, it's what really else, good, but it's Microsoft not a big release. Itself put out this year. I can't even. No, Anything? super, super dry year for Microsoft. They, they have focused uh, on making sure Todd Howard gave him a 2022 date. And you, when you when you force Todd Howard to do something for you, everybody winds up hurt. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's uh, yeah, they have uh, as dust falls, as people in the chat are saying, uh, they have Pentiment coming in November. Uh, I but I mean, talked to you about that one as soon as the preview came out, I said that there is no right answer. I'm like, I'm out, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, whatever, man. You'd have fun at your Sundance Film Festival game. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm out, yeah. It's a dry year. Well, I mean, we know that Nintendo's the only one who's maintained, but um, let me get let me get caught up on super chats and uh, yeah. apologize to Gecko because his one came on the prior topic, and then we got mm -hmm. a, a few others here so. Gecko's first one is relating back to the Rockstar conversation. So he says, okay. the biggest danger for Rockstar... We, oh, sorry, Dan, you usually read these. Oh, yeah, no, go finish it up. Finish it up. Uh, biggest Good. danger for Rockstar would be if people who left Rockstar start to release a superior game like GTA. So he's talking about, as we've Not seen impossible. in other companies... Yeah, I mean, if you didn't know, by the way, this week a second new studio was uh, set up, I forget the name off the top of my head, from uh, ex-developers of CD Projekt Red. So Cyberpunk apparently did a number over there, and they have now a bunch of people who have left CD Projekt Red, and there's two different AAA studios now set up from ex-developers. So it that happened. That one I knew a little bit about. Take that, Jason. <laughs> Cyberpunk did a number on a lot of people. So, uh, uh, I, I still love it to death, but I, I, love can't, it. I, yeah. can't, disagree. I can't disagree. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you, Gecko, for the five euro super chat. And he followed it up with a question directly for Hogue. Sure. Five euro super chat. What <laughs> <laughs> this is a broad one. What is the worst investor call you have witnessed? Well, I will tell you this honestly, Gecko. The worst investor call, as in a call from the board to the investors or management to the investors, is not a public company, and I can't talk about it. Um, I will say instead, however, that in the public, since we just mentioned it I, and I did a video on it, uh, Cyberpunk's board and management, uh, CD Projekt uh, proper, uh, talking about the situation in November and December of, I guess that's 2020 uh, for the Cyberpunk situation, is probably some of the worst messaging I've ever heard uh, in terms of managing that situation and uh, 
it is what led, in my opinion, directly to the game getting pulled from Sony's PlayStation Network uh, because the Sony, bless their hearts, doesn't <laughs> actually care that much that your game is broken, right? There's plenty of broken things on the PlayStation Store. What they care about is you impugning their entire platform, their quality assurance, and their certification process in the middle of a very public investor call. They they don't like that. Um, and so I think that that cost CD Projekt, that investor call alone cost them millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes. Now, privately, if, if you want to imagine things winding up, something like a Reddit message board as between board members and impugning things like, oh, I don't know, intimate relations amongst spouses uh, in the middle of a corporate takeover attempt, I will let you go with with that. That has happened. And wow. if you can imagine what the corporate lawyer does on that call, I blacked out, so I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to leave out your phone and start a recording. But again, yeah. attorney-client privilege. Some of them go very wrong. I can imagine. Uh, Gecko, thank you so much. And sorry about getting yeah, Rockstar one late, man. Uh, let's get these. We've got four more. Dan, I'm going to hand it to you, my friend. Yeah, Christopher Jesser with the $5 Super Chat. Do you guys think that there's any validity to uh, some outlets posing or yeah, posing that PS may increase the cost of the PS5? No. No. Yeah. No. Would they, be said, they just said they didn't comment on it. Is Sony then, as stupid uh, as Meta? No. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Uh, there you have it. <laughs> that would be a death knell for PlayStation. Yeah. That would be no. The answer is definit- I, I It's definitively no. I was going to keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. Any honestly, any site, in my opinion, this is coming from me only. As I'll, I'll preface, take that, Travis. Any <laughs> any site even running that article is irresponsible, in my opinion. Yeah, so. it's not yeah. a good call. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, what it's, if their article is no, and here's why it's stupid? <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, you can go get the clicks, right? I mean, you can go clickbait and then explain to people. Like some of my titles are a little bit like, "Is this ridiculous thing true?" No, what the hell is wrong with you? Let's <laughs> chat about it. No, it's bad <laughs> I need to get better at that because, I, yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm too blunt, I guess. Are you going to say something? No, I was just going to. I mean, it's just like, you know, if, if you ask, hey, did, did you punch him in the face? No, we're not commenting on that. So <laughs> immediately it's like, oh, so you did punch him in the face. You know, that, that that's the same kind of reaction people have to these kind of news things. Like when they don't say anything, obviously that's what's going to happen. I, yeah. I, just, I just never understood that kind of logic. And whoever yeah. printed that, I don't, I don't know who did it. I don't know what site put it out there first. But um, so, well, uh, Chris uh, just followed up. He said, uh, IGN, I'm guessing he means Ryan McCaffrey, uh, said he that PlayStation and, and Microsoft could charge $50 more. Oh, What's geez. the could there? No, I'm glad Travis isn't here. It's not going to happen. No. I'm telling you. It's not going to happen. If the, I've I, never seen that ever. No. Ever. Everybody f- sees Zuck do something, and they're like, wow, that can happen? It's like, no, they're idiots over there. They have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, like, the first thing that went through my head when I saw that meta stuff, I was like, hey, you know what? I have a Quest 2, and it just increased in value. So it's, it's insane. It's, it's yeah. true. I was like, this Dan's, is fantastic. Dan's busy Thanks. doing real estate bubbles with his Quest. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, Fantastic. Meta is absolutely crazy. And you know what's interesting about that? Like I said, I, you know, business, economics background, corporate lawyer, these kinds of things. I have so many commenters coming in and explaining to me about sales at a loss and margins and things like this. It's like, I don't understand how more clearly I can say this. I don't care. <laughs> it does not matter to me what your corporate profit or revenue situation is. It doesn't matter to me what you started out with is selling it as a loss. You eat that. That was your plan. That is done. You do not come to me with a message that says, so we can invest in the stuff you like. Who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm not getting that money. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, I have a yep. quest, by the way. People are like, well, you just wanted to buy a quest. I'm covered. <laughs> I, I'm just talking about this as a business situation. Yeah, it was when I first read that, I kind of did a double take, like insane. They're, they're doing what? No. They didn't even really? have the temerity. They did not even have the balls to put that concept in their headline. Instead, it's what what is it? It's like changes to pricing uh and uh investment in our VR future. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Chris said I thought it was crazy myself. Um uh, uh reason why meta changed they took the facebook stuff away let's to be honest with you we could get on a whole side conversation mm -hmm. here and i know hoag's talked about it too but meta's so just many justifications hurt. it doesn't are, matter to you why no they're hemorrhaging money i mean like <laughs> hemorrhaging it it's it, that's a whole nother topic yeah mm -hmm. uh rio back in the house yeah with the 10 euros Thank you, Gio. Looking forward to the PSVR 2. Wonder if they will come with live service games on PSVR 2. 2. Yeah. <laughs> Started yes. playing uh, Final Fantasy 14 this week. So far, enjoying it a lot. And guess what, one, Gio? Interest in PSVR 2 went up a little more this week thanks to Meta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good. so funny because that happens on the same day. And I literally read this blog and I'm like, oh, I still freaking hate that wire. And you just took... Like everything that they advertise in that blog post this week is Quest stuff. Like they they just took the Quest UI and slapped yeah. it on the PlayStation VR. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. Don't reinvent the wheel if something works and their Guardian system works. Like that was yep. a big step forward mm -hmm. for VR. Um, so PlayStation just said, that's a big step forward. We'll take that. Going. Um, and they still have the wire. And then I'm like, oh, see, they're still they're going down the blind alley. It's we should be working on untethered. We should be figuring out all this stuff. And then I'm, I'm like that. And then Meta comes out and is like, yo, folks. It's a hundred dollars more. And I'm like, this is like watching two people shoot their own feet off. I, I don't know. I love VR. I love the experience. And I do not believe in the stewards of our young nascent industry. Thankfully, the FTC is here to blow it up even further. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, again, that's a, yet another topic. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, that's great, Gio. Thank you very much for the super chat. Um, I told you live awesome, service yeah. question. The short answer is yes. You can absolutely expect some live service games to land on PSVR 2. If you haven't yet, check out my video on the big three and where they're going. There's a lot of info on PlayStation's next three years in that. Uh, PlayStation is investing very, very heavily in this arena. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Thank you. Uh, Pampa in the house. Oh, Pampa. I love you, man. Uh, with $10 Super Chat, you guys believe there will be a mid-gen upgrade of these consoles. PS5 Pro, Xbox Series X2, XS. <laughs> Love you guys. Everyone hit those thumbs up. Thank you, Pompa. Hit those um, thumbs up, people. Probably. Yes, please. Um, yeah, if they can sell you more stuff, they will find a way to sell you more stuff. I do think yeah. this generation might have been extended to 10 years. I mean, I, I think you might be looking at five instead of, you know, three and a half. Yeah, I, funny enough, I, I actually DM Pompa when I saw this pop up because I have a video coming for patrons tomorrow where I actually Ooh. talk 
about this, uh, nice. along with a bunch of other things in the next few years. Um, uh, in my opinion, I don't know. I, I joke that Xbox cautiously says no, which probably means yes. Um, and <laughs> was just joking about, but I, I don't see honestly with the way tech is advancing, and you have uh, AMD's new hardware and Nvidia's new hardware. We'll know all the details of that by the end of this year. I honestly just don't know how you go in five years in in the way at the speed at which technology is advancing right now and software for that matter that uses technology uh, without upgrading. I, I just I don't see it. I, I don't think we have another situation or I let me rephrase that. I hope we don't have another situation where we're relying on decade old technology for our games like we're doing with the Xbox One and PS4. Uh, in the well, here's the problem. Oh, that was, Nintendo, Nintendo sits in the corner laughing. Yeah, yeah they I, do. Trust me, I they know. Do. Yeah, they're laughing at it. The, 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 we, I don't think developers have hit that point yet where they push the hardware for these new consoles even. Mm-hmm. You know, Listen about the slowness, can, right? The slowness of releases matters to this equation as well. The does, industry yeah. has slowed down. Big so, time. like, you, you know, you're missing generations at a seven-year clip. Uh, from a company now maybe it needs to be a 10-year clip and it doesn't really matter because you're going to release the one game on the mm-hmm. system and 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 press on uh i think that's a problem i've said that a lot i think that you know you, you really want something closer to the playstation 2 where you're releasing things at a more frequent cadence but i can't mm-hmm. stop these developers from you know getting down and photogramming the freaking nanoparticles of my mug to get it into the game regardless of whether it adds to the experience at all so i mean go nuts people um uh, but that's I, I agree with Dan that you don't have developers getting anywhere near what these boxes should be able to do. They're um, not. So, but they did no, that and, last last generation too, though, right? Like that—that that was the whole promise of the the Xbox One or the you know whatever the One X, but, where 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 you were like, okay, I'm finally going to get this 4K 60 or 30 frame, you know, or 4K, you know, and it, we we just it, just towards the end of the generation, really, you started seeing these kind of things and then next thing you know you're at the series x and it's like oh my god look at assassin's creed Valhalla at 60 frames per second this is insane. 60 is a big deal yeah you know, here's the deal but here's the difference between the releases of these new consoles and last time last time we got mobile cell at mobile processors in the xbox one and ps4 whereas this time apparently like they worked hand in hand with amd both of them and if I'm, I don't know if I'm wrong or not, but I, but when these consoles released, this was the first time that we had updated tech, like new tech in these consoles, like in what in a couple of generations now. You know, I mean, we have the, we have the mighty cell processor uh, <laughs> from PlayStation Three. That, that was, was that, yeah, that's the thing that was updated and a shot in the foot. You know, what I mean, but that was well, that was new. You're right. It bro. was. New. First time since 360 and PS3. 360 used IBM architecture. Um, mm-hmm. So it's the first time since then. And you're right. Uh, and again, I just talk about this in the video more. Um, there's software, which goes into extending the life of uh, and the power, if you will, on screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, FSR, like DLSS, etc. Uh, and, and some of the uh, PC hardware as well. But I still think despite those improvements in engines and software, which can uh, gain efficiencies, not only for developers, but for hardware. Um, I still think that because of the, the curve at which technological advancements are happening on the, the, uh, oh man, my brain, I'm sorry, I'm tired guys. Uh, <laughs> on the actual um, socks 
uh, the 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 chips themselves, the curve of that, I I still think the the whole like seven year gen is too long. Yeah, it could be, but here's the thing too. Right now, we're at a point where we're not really too far behind. This is the first time I remember in a long time where the the current consoles we're playing on right now are not going to give you. There's no chasm between your experience on a high end PC and what we have right now. And this is no offense to any of the the the, the PC people. I'm just saying. The CPU is there, the GPU is there, the SSD is there on both of them, right? And like you guys have said, we have not seen what these both of these consoles are fully capable of yet. So we're probably not going to see it for, what, another two or three years? If you remember, like, the PS3, for instance, like, you were just talking about the cell architecture. Initially, you know, games were coming out, and they were like, okay, the 360 was outdoing it until the developers figured out how to use it. Then we had Uncharted 2 and Uncharted 3 and God of War 3. Right, and then we started seeing what this console was capable of towards the end of its uh, of its cycle. Now, granted, I don't know if we're going to have the same experience with these because even in a year or two, this is not going to be outdated technology. Ains, I'm with you about the curve and whatever. You're absolutely right. Things are always advancing. They're always advancing fast, but I don't get the sense from this current tech that we have in these consoles that they're going to be outdated in a couple of years. You know, I mean... You know us, man. I don't care if, if something new comes out. Of course, I'm gonna get it. I mean, we're, we're we're suckers for that shit. I mean, of course, we're we're going to we're going to upgrade. But I don't know if our experience in a couple of years on these consoles, assuming that they've maxed out what they're able to, is going to give us that much of a you know a, a, is going to a, like we're not going to look at our experience and say, damn, like this looks old compared to what's out there. You know, by that time, I don't know what the hell what gpus well the 5080 or the 6080 or i don't know where the hell they are right now with their with well, their that, current that, that, uh, with their current naming scheme but you know what i'm saying like i mean it's so that's where um i i generally agree with you and and god of war ragnarok uh and modern warfare 2 are both cross-gen releases again right the yeah, the god first of war time feels like a launch game i mean like yeah yeah like, i know what I, years from launch but it feels like that I, mm -hmm. I i expect the same fidelity for the most part don't take this the wrong way internet Mm -hmm. I, I for the most part uh, of God of War 2018 with the PS5 upgrade, right? I expect that similar fidelity. Um, next year, when we get on the Xbox side, anyway, we get Forza, we get Starfield, and we get what am I forgetting? Redfall are all new gen only, and they've been designed that way from the start. They weren't like working on both and then they canceled the old ones, right? Mm -hmm. They've been designed that way. So that's two and a half years into the generation, we're going to get games that have technically been designed for this new gen now whether or not they they reach kind of the limits of it doubtful i was gonna say we've seen starfield though right yeah, i yeah. mean like lower your expectations <laughs> uh but um yeah i i generally agree with you that uh the, i think what you're saying mo in the shortest possible way is the gap between pinnacle now and the consoles now is narrower than it has been last gen which is fair mm -hmm it's definitely fair um what we'll see we'll know we'll know the answer to this conversation in pampa man you set off a, a conversation here yeah, he did. Uh, we'll he know did. the answer to this better at the end of the year because amd with their um zen 3 and rd zen 3 cpus rdna3 gpus and then nvidia with their 4000 cards we'll know all the details of those by the end of the year so yeah. Depending on what that gap looks like, it'll give us a preview to the next three to four years of tech. 
Also, yeah, the, and and the, the whole cross gen thing is obviously you know money purposes. You guys know that you know economically it makes sense for these companies to market it. But look at Horizon Forbidden West, man. I say what you will about the game itself. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, like from a visual perspective, it's one it's of the great. best looking games ever made. You know, and that's and and I'm talking obviously the even on the PS even the PS4 end looks fantastic. You know, so I mean, there was a good uh, upgrade for the PS5. It's they it definitely was not a you know, uh, a lazy, uh, a lazy enhancement as a, you know, if, if I want to say, I think we'll expect probably the same from God of War and then next year or and going forward, I think we'll really start to see these machines flexing their power, man. It's a, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I want yeah, that. There, there's been a few comments too. Uh, well, there's been a lot of comments. So <laughs> joked earlier. Uh, uh, Mav uh, pointed out that, you know, with, with uh, compatibility being less of an issue, mm -hmm. right? Each generation not having this walled garden like we were mm -hmm. used to and we grew up with, mm -hmm. that makes it a little easier for incremental upgrades too. Like yeah, Xbox X, doesn't like care, right? Yes, Xbox exactly. is just going to say on the list, this doesn't support the one, but like that's exactly. all it's going it's to be an iPhone. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, you joked about scanning your mug. Nick Metal X says Hellblade Two has been stuck scanning Iceland for years now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome! Great comment. Um, but it's like it might not be necessary for everything. This is what I'm saying. It's like I'm I'm enjoying the crap out of Xenoblade Chronicles Three. It is running on a cell phone processor from 2010. Okay, so I mean we can work around this, folks, with good art and good development. And yes. I think that the most important thing that's going to happen with respect to generational change is the market. I know I don't need to tell that to Ains, but like <laughs> yeah. we don't know what's going to happen in the next two years. And the my, both Sony and Microsoft will follow along with what they can sell. Mm -hmm. um, and so we'll see what that is, but you know, we're in a, we're in a very interesting place just overall, like as a globe. Yeah. Yeah. Very. <laughs> Uh, someone mentioned 4K 120, which uh, obviously you can do on PC if your hardware is strong enough. Um, How many TVs funny... are 120 supporting, though? I mean, like, we have to talk about reasonability here. Of course. Yeah, and, and I always yeah. remind people, I, I get on this high horse all the time, or, or soapbox is a better word, uh, but people always say on PC, and I always like to remind people the average PC player, and you know this from Steam data, is below current consoles. Right. there. Sure. You can buy your 3090 Ti and, and, you know, go crazy, of course, which is awesome. Um, but your average PC player is not there. Right. Uh, however, this one of the other things I talk about is display port technology 2.0 uh, is, is kind of finalized and approved now. And that supports which is going to, you know, it's kind of funny to start talking about, but it supports 8K at 60 and 4K at 240. So as we joke, it feels like 4K is the standard now, which, you know, it's becoming right 1080p to 4K. Uh, and we joke, oh, 8K, that's way out there. 8K is coming. Uh, it, it's coming. It's so many. When you, there so many Ks. Those aren't linear people. I mean, like that's you're asking for your boxes to do just ridiculous things at, at 8K. That's yep. one of the reasons I really like what Sony announced when they were, said they were supporting um, 1440p in their newest update. Yes. Like yep. people with monitors, like that's going to be a big win for them. Big time. Like that's a nice resolution to play games at. Um, and you can get better performance out of it. Yeah. Yeah. 1440 is a great, that's what I play on my PC. That's what I play on my PC. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, the other thing to keep in mind here, right, too, is that, uh, and that's, this goes back to DLSS and FSR 
is that you don't have to, we're gaining efficiencies where you don't have to process a 4K image, right? To display a 4K image and technology and AI are helping with that. So there's- I'm constantly there's... messing with FSR on my Steam Deck. I'm constantly, <laughs> like, I'm constantly like being like, what can you do? It's like, it's pretty impressive. It's a little bit, of, it's yeah. a magic button in some, in, in, for some games, it's a magic button. Yeah, and FSR is the lesser of the technologies. DLSS. I don't have a DLSS button. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, so, you know, there's other things coming too. Like I said, there's a lot of details to this conversation. But um, one more quick super chat, which is long ago now. But this is yeah. when Mo and, and Hogue were joking about. Um, I forget what the topic was now. What were you guys joking about? We just fight. I, it was whether or not, like, uh, there were any good releases from Sony this year. Oh, oh right, I don't right, know. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will never match that, man. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of their battles, bro. No way. <laughs> this, uh, this was tame. <laughs> very, very tame compared to that. <laughs> Bad boy wars. Five pounds. <laughs> Fatality. Uh-huh. Better entertainment than Hogue versus Travis. Ooh. <laughs> oh, going to show Travis uh, that one. Uh, send that to him. Travis is going to tell you, get me a link. Get me a link in here now. <laughs> yeah. boy, hard. Thank you, everyone, for the uh, Travis for the... mobile phone stream yards in. Oh, yeah. 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 Wind uh, swept g- there. No tie. We won't even recognize him. <laughs> Thank you guys for the super chats. Uh, we got off on a tangent there, but uh, just a couple quick things to mention here. Uh, so, PSVR 2, we, we kind of already touched on this. Um, by accident, uh, is that uh, PlayStation gave us a little more on this uh, this week. As Hope pointed out, um, they showed the see-through mode and they showed the boundaries mode. Very Quest-like. I mean, almost identical mm-hmm. to what you would see on a Quest, which is a good thing, as Hope yeah, said. I, for the record, I'm not objecting to that. Don't reinvent wheels. Quest solved some stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. So this is, if you're not familiar with VR, these are good features. Uh, they also pointed out, as they like to do, because quite frankly, they should be, is that it's much more advanced in terms of image quality. So they're talking mm-hmm. about VR game content in a 360 view at 4000 by 2040 HDR video format uh, at a 90 and 20, 120 hertz frame rate, which is it's good for, uh, for that VR. wire. Four. If you're going to have the wire, you better be selling me some visual quality. Yeah. 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 Because you're, you're using the PS5's power. I mean, that's why, you know, right. you're doing Right. That's what also raises the price question, right? PS5 is an entry point into the yes. PSVR2. What do you sell? What is your plan, Sony? I can pretty much guarantee whatever their plan was, it just went up by $100. So thanks, Doc. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that's that's the question that's on everybody's mind. And they, they I think they end the blog post by saying, we, we promise we'll, we'll tell you when we're releasing this thing and how much it's going to cost you very soon. That's the only we're other trying- thing. It launch details and new game announcements coming soon. Yeah, so I think, um, I don't know what you guys think. I said previously, and you're right, the funny conversation that happened this week, who knows if that alters it. But what I said previously was $299 for an entry unit and then $399 for a bundle with who knows what, two games or mm-hmm. what have you. And That's, my guess. That's my guess. Yeah. No, no camera. Right? It doesn't use you a camera. It's a quest. No, I mean, it's a quest no camera. Oh, is it? No. Okay, fantastic. I bought a camera at launch. I'm the, the sucker. <laughs> the thing is a quest. Like it's they a quest. went and said what works with a quest. And then like the controllers are the same. The front facing cameras are the same. It's a quest with a wire for power. More powerful. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I got so, you. Yeah. I'm thinking $299 and then uh, for entry, you know, just the unit and then $399 with a bundle of some sort. That's my guess. Well, I mean, I know that Travis would be would say this if he were here, but I, uh, he would say they better goddamn have Half Life Alex. They better go get Alex. 
Yeah, you did good representing for him there. Yep. You know Travis would mention that. Yep. Yep. He always likes to mention that he's one of the few in society that has played Alex and it changed his life and it cured cancer. Um, (laughs) And so he would mention (laughs) that they better have Half-Life Alex. Um, So we'll see. I'm positive they would have approached Gabe, but who knows? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, RJH says, I'm dreaming. 299 just for the year. I know. I know. I know that's very aggressive. I'm, 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 it's just a thought. And the reason why is because you're, again, you're talking about an entry point. You can't just buy the unit, right? You need that PS5. Uh, and so if you're going to get people interested in VR, in the investment they're making into VR, their new studios for VR, and you want people to buy PS5s to play your VR, you can't have a PS5 that is $500 and a VR unit that's $500. You can't. I, don't I think, think it's they, five. I don't. Think I don't think. I don't think they split the skew. I think they toss in a game that their internal studios made, or you know, a disc, whatever. The right. same thing as virtual worlds, yeah. kind of thing. I think it's five hundred. Comes wow. with a disc. That's what okay. I would say. Okay. Because right. that's their high end. That's the high end quest after Meta gets done screwing up its company, right? So I think it's five. I think it would have been four. Okay. All right. Hmm. There's no reason for Sony to undercut the quest. No. No. Hmm. No. All right, uh, Mo. I see uh, we had uh, one quick more topic. Mo, you got to cut out. Yeah, unfortunately, man. I. Uh, oh yeah, I yeah. Ki- yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm. Uh, I appreciate. It. I wanted to be here for the end of it, but my kids are driving my wife nuts, and I won't hear the end of it today. So, but <laughs> <laughs> I have to. But uh, I have to bow out. Thank you so much for having me on. I yeah, always tell appreciate where it. They can find you, Mo, before we go. Uh, just on Twitter right now, we're on a hiatus uh, with the with the podcast, so you can find me at uh, Doctor underscore Mo, uh, where I'll just be talking about weird, different stuff, and you know my uh, my degeneracy. And uh, yeah, um, talk to you there. And guys, I appreciate you. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. Always All a right, pleasure. Bro. Cheers, Thank man. You talk boys. to you later. All right, guys. Have a good night or day. Goddamn. Oh. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> 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 I this do this and we will uh I sit unopposed. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, put the verses up real quick. Yeah, I think it would cover his face actually. Let's see. Yeah, there it is. Like, okay. There it is. I know, I could do a golem style. <laughs> you can actually versus yourself that, that way. would be amazing. Yeah, you could you could take that's both what they sides. taught us like, in yeah, law just school. go on this side, take your glasses off, and you go on the other side. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, that's right. <laughs> you look lost man all right uh the only other thing we were going to mention this week is uh knights of the old republic remake uh a, a report came out about this which was not pleasant basically saying that this game uh if you remember this was announced at game awards for ps5 by asper studio uh it is on indefinite hold from what we've learned this stems from major staff departures at the developer and specifically, both the art director and the game's design director, the creative kind of director, important. right? I mean, like, kind of important, uh, have left the company, or excuse me, unexpectedly let go from the company. Yeah, fired. Fired <laughs> is what they meant to say, yes. Uh, so the developers themselves, this is not a quote from the company, have said it might possibly, quote, come out in 2025. So long story short, don't look forward to this game anytime soon. This has about as much chance of coming out as Beyond Good and Evil 2. So put that in the Beyond Good and Evil 2 bucket. And who knows? Maybe we'll get them both. Uh, but uh, yes, we didn't even get any cool monkey videos out of this one. No. I, in fact, funny enough, I saw someone, you might know, Hoke, someone who has some type of information said that Beyond Good and Evil 2 
uh, is definitely further along than this game. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen that quote. Yeah, it was. Someone actually. You would hope that it had to be because Beyond Good and Evil 2 ostensibly went into development a long time ago versus yeah. this was essentially Aspire, um, which is not known for remastering, not known for rebooting, not known for like making their own games. I think they're a, they're a porting studio, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. So it was always a weird announcement. You always wonder whether this was a lowest bidder kind of situation. And then like the, the other things that came out were like, yeah. this was when they were presenting their vertical slice and like either they just failed to produce it and like just went and hit in a corner or they produced it and the licensors were unhappy. Like it's, it gets a little bit unclear there. Uh, but like anybody that knows this, if you're dealing with another party's intellectual property, like Disney, they get to see how you're doing it and then comment on your process. <laughs> um, and so if, if a vertical slice was presented to them and then basically every lead at the studio was fired, that is what we call a poor result from, <laughs> from your showing of the game. Sweetness. Um, yeah, but it's also possible that they were unhappy with the progress and uh, they couldn't even show a vertical slice. They weren't going to hit their milestones. And they get fired at that point. I, it, it gets muddy as to where that story goes from there. I don't want to see anybody fired. I don't want to see anybody get, you know, lose their jobs over this kind of stuff. But it was always a really weird announcement to me. Um, you know, they just did that kind of shadow teaser thing with Revan. And it's like, I don't this is going to be a ground up remake. It's like, what are we talking about here? And I think yep. the answer is we will never know. I don't. I think this one, it's, this, this one probably scale boundish. It yeah. feels very. That's a good one. Yeah. Although scale bound, we saw gameplay. We did. Um, so yeah. I, I don't think we will ever see an iota of this. I think that Aspire probably bit off more than it could chew, um, and uh, they don't have the horses to run this race, especially with whoever they fired now being gone. Um, so I would expect it to potentially be moved over to a different studio i mean you have this with like final fantasy 7 remake was originally going to be done by c2 square pulls it back in-house yeah um it is possible the problem is disney doesn't have an in-house anymore um so they'd have to move it over to a different studio entirely and i bet aspire bid on a sweetheart deal and probably those conversations where if you actually want this done we need 300 more people and <laughs> uh it's actually going to be four times as much in the first quarter of what we actually budgeted for the whole project. You know, I well, mean, I, I, sorry, Rick, to interrupt you, but to that point, from what we understand, and this came out this week, I don't know if this is not true. Please tell me. Yeah. But I saw a lot of people commenting that Microsoft slash Xbox, of course, looked at this and walked away from it. No like doubt. They, they were not interested. Yeah. So yeah. that wouldn't surprise me given what we've now learned. Yeah. Well, like a, biggest portion of their budget on that trailer like a <laughs> large chunk of the money that they had went into that cgi on the revan walks out of the shadows you know the guy beating on the that drums can't or whatever. Be true. that's got to be a fake rumor no that was a different one no 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 i did see that when i saw this come up that's what i saw it was it was a news article. it said something i, I mean i couldn't be specific i'll look was it on it. kotaku by chance <laughs> absolutely not because i have them blocked so. <laughs> um <laughs> not be kotaku. it's sad though knights of the old republic is one of the great games in, in video game yes. history yes, um and uh seemingly everything that touches star wars especially since i'm unopposed right now uh has gone to shit <laughs> uh, so i am i'm gonna take 
I'm going to take my liberties here in this uh, configuration. Uh, it's uh, it's sad to see that continue with Disney making every wrong choice in the book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what comes of this. Uh, Nick Metal X, by the way, said he started a couple months ago on iPad. He said the old game, yes, story seems interesting. The story is excellent. It gets very story good. Is excellent. It gets very, very good. That's why people love it so much, really. I mean, it was a it is isn't, isn't the go ahead. Combat. No, I, I was gonna say it was a, it was a great game at the time. It's it's dated in a lot of ways nowadays because I've played it recently too, and and it is. One of those free upgrades on Series X, like it's up resed and and frame rate, um, but a lot of it is data. But the story is still very good. It looks old. Yeah. All right. A couple super chats to grab real quick. Yes, Geo Rio five euros uh, with PS five getting fourteen forty p. Will they also go for widescreen like they will do for their PC ports? Seems like a possibility. Uh, like yeah, I, I would assume that I haven't looked at it uh, or used it, but I would assume if you're doing 40, 1440p, it's typically monitors. You're not using that resolution on your home TV, typically. Um, so, yeah, I would I would, ass- I would assume ultra-wide support as well, which is what you're talking about, 3440 by 1400, I believe. Yeah, so I, I don't know. If anyone in the chat knows definitively, please let me know. I haven't, I haven't beta tested it, but uh, I would assume so. Cool. Here, here's you. that thing real quick. Uh, well, the reason for a Prince and Minor, this is the two guys for KOTOR, were not confirmed. The source told Bloomberg that the amount of time and money spent to create the demo was disproportionate to oh, the assuming, demo. The, the demo, demo is the vertical oh, slice. The demo, yeah, yeah, that's sorry. part of that story. Yeah. That makes more sense. I thought, that was, makes- yeah, I thought it was the trailer for some reason. Right. The well, demo. and again, I'm positing that what they actually bid and what they were projecting, they say disproportionate it's because this thing was coming in a lot more expensive than they had told Disney. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When they got the money, throw it at them. <laughs> Come on. Let's do Disney this. Disney doesn't. Disney is quickly not having them. Disney's going through a moment as well. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. I, uh, I, I'm sure it was outsourced to a bidder and I you pick Aspire and they thought they could do it and they couldn't. I mean, like that happens outside of video games every day of my life. <laughs> yeah, I think I said Asper earlier. So Aspire, thank you guys. Uh, Gecko Gamer with a late super chat as well. Yeah, the five euros. Thank you, Gecko. Again, I want to be a fly on the wall at Aspire when we're still not sure from the story about whether they actually ever presented. They might have just bowed out and died. I mean, like that. It's it's not ready. We're over budget, and we're firing everybody involved. And yeah. and Disney and Lucasfilm go, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that ain't great. These are some of those stories that I love. Like you know, like 10, 15 years later, when yes. people are ready to talk about it, and you you read it, and you go, God, I remember that. I can't believe that's what actually happened. Um, those these are the stories I love to read in a short documentary on no clip or something, you know, or watch, I should say. Um, but yeah, I don't think to Rick's point that we're gonna know the full details of what went on here anytime soon. No, I and I tweeted out I originally thought it was a bad presenting uh, presentation as well. And then I looked at the articles like, well, we don't know that they actually presented. So no. I don't know that it's Disney as much as it could be Aspire, just you know, killing themselves and saying sorry, licensors. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, that chat, you've been great today, man. Lots of conversation, lots of fun super chats and, and side conversation. Thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and wrap up for this week of episode 213. So, Rick, why don't you shout out what you got going on, man? Sure. What don't I have going on? We did 11 videos last week, I believe. 
in in virtual legality. We like content. We like to work. We'll be doing a headlines episode tomorrow. I already know the subject is going to be on the Bridgerton musical folks getting sued, crossing the line from fan creation that Netflix actually promoted over to a place where Netflix got unhappy with it. So we'll talk a little bit about fan games and things like that. Hangouts and Headlines is designed to be a very chill experience. We like to be positive and relaxed going into a workday. Uh, so come visit us over there at Virtual Legality. We do it four times a week, every day but Wednesday. Uh, and we have a lot of fun doing that. In Virtual Legality, I have to look at my bookmarks, things that I've saved under my Virtual Legality ideas. Uh, but I can tell you we have a lot of them ready to go for videos. Um, and I think it will be another... Big week of fun virtual legality esque news, and pretty sure Lawyers and Dragons season one is starting very, very soon. Oh, uh, so keep your eyes on that space. We're go. just about set up with a campaign season uh, with special guests and things that I have to arrange, and all sorts of stuff that I'm doing behind the scenes there. Uh, but yes, the channel is going to have some very fun stuff in the very near future, and we got other stuff under development as well. So check it out at Hoglaw on YouTube or at Hoglaw on Twitter uh, if you just want to see me rant about random things. <laughs> awesome. Uh, a couple of quick questions. Uh, Ryba says, uh, deluxe version of Elden Ring worth getting? And I, I type back only if you really like the little collectibles. Same game. You're not getting anything different in the game. Um, and uh, by the way, someone just asked, where is Lawyers and Dragons? Nick Metal X. There you go. So Lawyers and Dragons is returning sooner than you think. And my oh. God, I would give you a date if I had one last piece done. But it is one last piece. <laughs> Lawyers and Dragons coming to you soon from Aspire Media. Yeah. On Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyers and Dragons is above budget, people. We have to cancel the whole project. <laughs> All right. Over on Season Gaming, uh, like I said, we crossed 13,000 subs. Thank you so much. We've got, uh, got a big video coming for early access patrons tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be like a 15 minute long video on kind of what the uh, what's coming in gaming in the next few years and what you can expect to see from a technology perspective. So we touched on some of that today inadvertently, um, but uh, put that together uh, over the past week and uh, I'm excited to get that one out. Uh, Joe, Luke and I did another uh, cast co-op this past week. That's up on the channel. If you want to check that out, we talked about our top uh, Xbox studios. We did PlayStation in the prior episode did xbox this week and had a good conversation about that and then keep your eyes peeled to season gaming both this the big cast uh twitter account and the season gaming twitter account We're gonna be doing a giveaway this week just to kind of pay back to the fans so usually do something like uh digital credit on your platform of choice including steam so keep an eye for that I'm trying to get uh you know continue to try to get some new folks putting some eyes on us so and i think there were several of you your eyes or more that actually responded to cliff blazinski uh he was asking about gaming podcasts and a bunch of people responded and said big cast so uh thank you guys for that and uh love to see that stuff appreciate you hey cliffy b if you're watching we got to talk about lawbreakers sometimes i have questions <laughs> <laughs> and he just stopped watching just unsubscribed <laughs> That, that's a that's a perfect example of what I said five minutes ago about stories you'll get years down the line. We'll hear everything about that. Yeah, that's that's another one. Mm. But guys, chat, you've been awesome. Audio listeners, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And as always, thank you for tuning in to BitCast, your weekly gaming show covering all things Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and PC with industry, technical, and legal insight. And we will see you back with the full crew next week. Until then.